Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan and the CBS Sports Network. And we're Cody alive from the traveling built for tough studio. Boomer Science and Greg Giannotti. It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network. And wherever you are in the free Odyssey app, good Thursday morning, day four from Radio Row here in Phoenix, Arizona, the site of Super Bowl 57, where we have not talked about Super Bowl 57 because it's been the NBA. Every single day, it's been the NBA. And this morning, it's the biggest of news in the NBA as the Brooklyn Nets trade away Kevin Durant to the Phoenix Suns, and it is officially over the Kyrie KD era is over, done, and Jerry Recco has to sit here for four hours, actually five hours, including the the warm up show to talk about it because Boomer is a pooping and a puking at the same time somewhere in Scottsdale. Good morning, Jerry. How's it going? Well, I woke up this morning. That's a good thing. Yeah, I'm breathing. The sky will be blue today. The sun will be shining. We're in Phoenix, Arizona, so I'm doing great, G. Doing great. Eddie, go ahead. Play your laugh drops, you fat little bastard. Go ahead. Enjoy yourself. You enjoy yourself. Have fun. I heard Pat Boyle. It's a great day to be a Knicks fan. The Nets. Ha, 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 ha. Up yours. Hey, Boomer, you crapped on the Nets for years and years. You know what? Now the crap's on you. Take that as you're sitting in your toilet all morning and can't washy, be here. Washy, washy. It's a celebratory ass. day. I'm annoyed. That's how I am. I'm, yeah. I'm legit annoyed. They got rid of Kyrie. Fine. Get out. As much as I said they should resign him because he was playing better and I thought he wanted to be here with Kevin Durant, I was wrong on that one. The Durant one... I was dead wrong on because I'm the fool that sits here and listens to that stupid ETCS, whatever the hell of it is, podcast, and listen to a guy who wants to play basketball, listen to a guy who talks about winning, listen to a guy that wants to play with guys that want to win. You've got a good young team. Why the hell could you have not been the guy to lead these young guys to the next level and actually win? Why? 
Easy way out. Let's go to Phoenix. Yeah, and I actually defended him. And by the way, I wanted to ask you, is it better that Boomer's not here or worse that Boomer's not here today? With I could do it again him? tomorrow now with him. Maybe. if he's. I mean, depending if he's, this is a stomach virus or a food poisoning thing, true. I guess that's true. If he does come back tomorrow, then this is hell on earth for you. Because not only do you have to sit here and talk about this for five hours, and then tomorrow he's just going to spew it all over you, um, figuratively and literally. Uh, but, yeah, this is... I, when he went to Golden State, I was like, listen, he wants to go win a championship. He went there. He did not just ride their coattails because he won two NBA Finals. NBA, he was amazing. And he was great. Yep. And they all figured it out. And they won two championships. And it wasn't just him hopping on the back of that team. You know, then he ends up leaving fine. He wants to do something else here on the East Coast with the Brooklyn Nets. This time now, for sure. This is the easy way out. Yeah. And once Kyrie Irving was gone, he had the conversations with the Nets brass, and he said, we can't win a championship here. I've decided that, and I'm going to go elsewhere. Trade me. And the Nets, I think, did pretty well. I think they did great, actually. Yeah, in the return. But this has to be the first time ever. Now, now I've been looking, searching. The first time ever that a team that has been as high as, what, second at some point in the Eastern Conference in the standings yeah. before Kevin Durant got hurt, they were all the way up there, has traded away two superstars yeah. when they were in prime playoff position. It never happened. Even now, having gone 5-9 and nine in the last 14, they're 32-22. and 22. Yeah. I mean, think about this. So this team is probably going to go to the playoffs still. I mean, I think they'll <laughs> win enough games to be able to hang on. At the very least, they'll be in the play-in tournament. Both these guys bailed. Yep. And I know that Kyrie Irving wanted to get a contract, and he wasn't probably going to get it from the Nets. But, I mean, is there anything inside of either one of these guys that's like, hey, we came here, we made a commitment, I can get a contract after this year if I'm Kyrie Irving? Kevin Durant says, hell, we'll see what happens in the offseason, but we're here, we're playing well, and when I come back and I'm healthy, let's give it a run here, and then we'll figure it out in the offseason. But neither one of them wanted to do that. This is classic bullcrap superstar NBA stuff, and this is probably, now if you think about all the NBA stars getting together, it's got to be the biggest mess out of every single one of them, the biggest failure. Of course, I take joy in it because I just remember all the Nets fans at the time. You did it respectfully, but a lot of Nets fans did not. Um, saying, aha, you know, the Knicks are the second team in town now. They picked the Nets over the Knicks and all that crap that we heard. And these two guys just left it in shambles. And this morning is finally finally the end. I think the thing that burns you as a Net fan, when you hear Kyrie and I think I have the clip lined up coming up at 6.30, where he talks about how it just it didn't work and we never got it rolling except that there were two occasions when it was working and they did get it rolling and it was when we saw them play. We saw the 18-2 and two stretch here this year where they soared up the standings, got all the way to two, I believe it was, yep. um, in the Eastern Conference and they looked like a championship contending team for sure for the first time in a couple of years. You also had, remember when they first got James Harden? I wanted no part of James Harden. I was at, I Carton and Roberts, I was on with them that day. I didn't yep. understand it. I hated it and I really, I said to Al before, I think that right there is the tipping point to where everything went the wrong way was when they they traded away the players they did to bring in James Harden. That was a mess. But that having been said, when they were on the floor, there was a little stretch there where they looked unbeatable. So we saw it in a glimpse here, a flash there, but their inability to stay on the floor for whatever reason. Durant, it's been injury again this year with the MCL. For Irving, it was all the off-the-court crap. The stuff and by said the Al before. Remember, he's stomping on the stupid Celtic logo? logo? Mm -hmm. Hey, dummy, how's it gone since then? Then he gets hurt. Um, so we've seen glimpses of it. It could have been great. 
It was a chance that I think any team in the NBA, I really do believe this, most teams in the NBA, especially in that situation, would have done if they could have. Unfortunately for them, they tried and it blew up in their face. It didn't work. But they took a shot. And now you're building back up. The one thing I would say, and this is a small consolation because you just lost Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant in the span of a week, not even. Um, they did get a haul back. They ultimately got Bridges back, and that was what was holding things up. This new owner basically, I guess, went to the GM and said, wait, time out. You're telling me we're not getting Kevin Durant because of Michael Bridges? Make the deal. So they get Bridges, they get Cam Johnson, they get Jay Crowder, who from everything I'm reading, the Nets are going to flip and trade him as well. They got a boatload of picks. You got Finney Smith, you got Dinwiddie. I don't think this is a terrible team, but it's not a championship team. No, uh, not even close, and they did have a shot. I really did believe that when they were playing well and Kyrie Irving got through all the movie stuff and then Kevin Durant, he was going to come back. I know it felt like last year he missed a bunch of time and then the regular season went by and they never gelled, but I really did think there was a chance that this team could get to an Eastern Conference final. Who the hell knows what would happen, and now it's completely disintegrated, and Fleegs just sent me uh, this tweet along the lines of what I was saying about this team being very good and then trading everybody away. So it's the first time a team that had two all-stars on the roster to start a season, and both players change teams later in the season. Yeah. First time ever. And these two guys, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, that you're the poster boys for this, but you are. These two guys are why people are turned off by the NBA, turned off by superstars in sports because of this behavior. And there is nobody, absolutely nobody, that can relate to this. Not a single person with any other job in the world can relate to this type of behavior. And it's a turnoff. Now, we're paying attention to it because this is what we do. But if I was just a regular guy going to work and I was seeing what was going on in the NBA here when the product in the regular season absolutely sucks, I wouldn't come be running back to watch these guys. I mean, there's nothing about them that's endearing. There's nothing about them that is that is, is something that you want to show your kids and go, hey, here's your, this is what, look at this, this is a superstar. This is how you want to, you know, the, the, your memories that you're going to have, like I had of Michael Jordan or I had of Patrick Ewing, you're going to have with these guys. These guys suck. Every single decision that they made sucks. The way they handle themselves sucks. They're babies. And Kevin Durant was supposed to be above all of that. But instead, I he was. instead he goes in the offseason and requests a trade. That doesn't work out. He threatens to fire the general manager and the uh, and the coach at the time. And then at the trade deadline, when Kyrie's gone, says, "Nope, I'm going to bail too." Yep. So just just horrible stuff. And and this guy, he he claims doesn't care about his legacy. His legacy is completely shot to me at this point. Even if he goes and wins a championship with the Suns, people are going to remember him from bailing and bouncing around and failing and all of these things that have been following in his him in his career more than anything this else. This was his chance. This was his chance to wipe away all the Golden State crap by the by the critics, not yourself, as you have said. You've been a proponent of what he did um, and really supported what he did because he kind of went there and was the star that they needed to take him over the top and on top of it well they had gone over the top before but you get my point yeah. he was the the finals mvp so he really did his part and then some this was the chance where he could have shut everybody up and said all right i hear what you said about golden state how about brooklyn because brooklyn was me and i go back to 
that playoff game, toe on the line, three that was yeah. a two, mm-hmm. where he played his ass off in that game. Everybody's hurt. It was him and his cast of, of characters on that net team, which was not great at the time. And he almost single-handedly beat the Bucks that night. And I remember watching that game shot for shot for shot and thinking, my God, this is a performance for the ages. And then he comes up short partly because his foot wasn't behind the line, which really sucked. And ever since that point, I mean, you what a mess. I mean, what an absolute mess. And the Nets are right now, for the moment, a laughing stock because of the way this is blown up in their face. But I will say, if you want to take some positive out of it, not much, you go back to pre-all this, and the Nets were a likable team. They were yeah. doing it the right way. They were drafting well. They had young talent. They've completely reverted back to that instantly. They have, so I don't hate the Nets any longer. I mean, I, the, the fans that were definitely trying to dunk on the Knicks fans t- today, I want to throw it in their face. But other than that, now I don't even care anymore. Good for them. I don't. They'll probably still beat the Knicks with this roster every time they play them. Um, but at this point, you know, they're just another team in the conference, another team in the division. They're not. They're not hateable any longer, and they're just going to go back to to what they were. Uh, which is which is maybe a good thing for some people, but obviously, you know, the irrelevance that gets talked about in this city when the Nets aren't a story at all is back. I mean, that that that's probably the most frustrating thing from ownership. And and by the way, Sean Marks, you know, there's going to be people that say anybody would have done this, and and I do agree with that. Meaning, Katie and Kyrie Absolutely. coming here, especially for the Nets. Now, I I was when Kevin Durant went down with the Achilles in the NBA Finals. The next morning, I came on and said, this to me signifies that the Knicks are out of the equation, that the Kevin Durant to the Knicks thing is done. And Fleeks can pull those tapes, and I said, it's not going to happen now. It's done. He's going to be out for a year. It's just not going to happen. And when he ended up you know, going to the Nets and all that unfolded, to me, it was smart. So I had disagreed with Boomer. You paid him for a year not to play. The Nets needed something I like agree. that. I agree. Made him relevant. Exactly. They needed something like that. So I, I will defend Sean Marks in, in, in that area. Um, but the fact that you know, nobody could take control of these guys. Absolutely nobody. You know, when people laugh at Steve Kerr and say that this guy's not a great coach because he's got all these superstars and anybody could coach the team, but there's something about managing personalities. Now, Steph Curry is a great guy on and off the court, and Kyrie Irving is a total slug. <clears throat> I understand that, but still, like, there's something about managing personalities. Nobody could do it. General manager, manager, and Kevin Durant, by the way, Get this guy in line. If he's supposed to be a leader and a great player, tell Kyrie to shut up and let's do this. And he was never able to get him under control That's either. probably the most disappointing part. I li- again, I listen to that podcast and I listen to Durant. His love for basketball is obvious. Just wants to play. And it's obvious to me that he wants to go out and win championships. Um, and he does doesn't care about his legacy for sure but does care about how he's playing and the team he's on and the people he's with and Kyrie Irving is supposed to be his best friend or one of his best friends and he sat back and watched all this crap and never once I mean you heard him when when Irving was dealing with all this stuff with the film and Durant I think they were in Washington and he said to the media I just want this to go I want to play basketball and I don't think he meant that in a way like I want all this you know film stuff I mean the noise he just wanted to come in play basketball move on to the next game the next city and I so to me I've always respected that of him the fact that he never at least not openly never got Kyrie under uh, under control to say Kyrie what are we doing like, we've got a chance here. 
I just, man, I tell you, you talk about you guys being right the whole time. <laughs> well, this is one of the man. times. Listen, you see, this is what happens God. in sports, though, Jerry. It comes back around. You had the Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley take that was right the entire football season. You were able to celebrate I would have rather been right with this. And this one comes around. It's karma. It's one of those things. It's sports karma. Yeah. Um, so, no, I am, I am legitimately happy about it. Not so much that that I was right, just the fact that these guys are out of here and the Knicks now are back being the story in New York basketball. That's I just I'm so tired of them. It made me sick that they got the attention that they got and now they're gone. And it's and it's a mess and it's a disaster and it's awesome. So I asked Al this question. Out of the three or four years, whatever it is, they've been here. They signed in what? Was it nineteen? Does that sound right? Yeah. The, the years blend. So in the four years they've been here, the Nets have been on the back page a lot. Mm-hmm. How many times would you say they were on the back page for the right reason as opposed to the wrong reason? I mean, would you consider the Harden trade the right reason? Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I didn't like that, but there was nothing wrong with like that was not a negative. That wasn't a bad story. Yeah, yeah. I would say so. Yeah. All right. So, so that one, I would say. I mean, it's probably you can count it on one hand. Well, I mean, I think some of the playoff wins that they had, not many of them, but like, you know, leading up to that Milwaukee series, I would think maybe some of those days they might have been on the back page. I'd have to go look. But other than that, no, it's a handful. I think maybe, you know, that game that they played that you alluded to was one game uh, where they looked unbeatable was against the Celtics, right? Didn't they blow the Celtics out when it was Harden, Kyrie, NKD all playing at this high level? Phenomenal. They did. So maybe that's one of the days, but you're right. I mean, it's been, it's been negative story after negative story after negative story. And now they're not going to be anywhere near the back page. I mean, they're going to be, you know, in a little, little blurb somewhere that Cam Thomas had another 40 points. So you mentioned Cam Thomas. I'm not going to go break, but real quick you're kevin durant and you see this kid lighting up the 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 box score Mm -hmm. night after night after night why couldn't cam thomas be his kyrie irving like why couldn't you i'm frustrated you know i know and if you're cam thomas you'd be like you know remember they were talking about kyrie man was such a great team and i looked up to him he gave me advice they basically just slapped you in the face and walked away from you yeah, right. And the fans, by the way. So you know, the the Nets fans that that believed in these guys bought the jerseys, bought the season tickets. They jacked up the prices at the Barclays Center. All the fans that defended it when we were slamming KD and Kyrie. All oh, these guys are going to be great, or we're going to win a championship. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about the teammates getting a slap in the face? The entire fan base got a slap in the face. The Brooklyn Nets suck. Yeah, the season right. started. Think about this. The season started with Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and Ben Simmons. Who's left here? <laughs> ben Simmons. I know. I love it. Oh, God. And who's going to take him? Nobody. He's just going to sit here and rot. I'll tell you what. You got enough picks over the last couple of days. Give him away. Yeah. Let's just start over. Give yeah. him away. But he's still got that massive contract, right? I mean, that's the other thing. He's still getting paid. Someone will take him. Oh, my God. So Come on. Man. You saw the two points the other night. That was a hell of a bank shot. <laughs> Maybe the Globetrotters. They'll take him. <laughs> like, it's, the, it's the amazing miss oh machine. Oh, my God. Ben Simmons. I can't. I really cannot believe we're here. I can't. And I know I'm the fool. I get it. 100%. I cannot believe what transpired the last week. Yeah, but can you, can you really blame yourself for thinking that Kevin Durant coming here no, was not I, going I, to work? I, be- you know? I actually believed in I didn't believe in, in, Ky- in Kyrie like, like Durant. I believed in Durant listening to him. Yeah, well, it's... Moron, a- moron, yeah. moron. <laughs> 
He might have landed here already. <laughs> right, seriously. Oh, by the way, you guys were talking about the Kevin Durant Suns jersey. If I can find one of those today, Oh, shut up. Oh, that's 100% going to be my you outfit for tomorrow. One. I guarantee you go print one somewhere. <laughs> Absolutely. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance but hurry in these deals won't last add more joy to your journey at the hyundai getaway sales event now get zero percent apr or up to 1500 bonus cash on the hyundai tucson now during the hyundai getaway sales event offers end soon call 562-314-4603 for details Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Presented by Casamigos. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who drink it. Road to Arizona also brought to you by Optimum. Get closer, go farther. And by Key Food. Get all of your tailgating needs at Key Food and their family of supermarkets. Boomer is sick. He is not with us this morning. So here's Al. Yeah, right. So Al's going to do the updates this morning. No, Jerry's doing double duty. So uh, in the warm-up show for an hour, four hours of co-hosting, and also doing the updates. Now, if... This were me or you or Al. Boomer would bring this up once a day for the next seven years and say that one of us was hung over and making this up. Sure, yeah. That's what would be going on. But we're not going to do that. No, but I am going to start a journal today. A journal? Yeah. Like writing down all the things that, you know, times that Boomer has missed the show? Uh, well, I need ammunition for the next time I have a flood in my basement or the plane gets rerouted to Cleveland and I'm stuck in Iowa. I think that's fair. Would right. you not say so? Little counterattack. That's all. I like it. It just goes to show little things happen to all of us. Mm -hmm. So I go into the lobby. I'm happy because of the Kevin Durant trade. I'm smiling. I see him sitting there. And he was early because I was down there early. And he was early. And I'm like, yeah, smiling. Well, how about Kevin Durant? He's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I was like, he got traded. He goes, I can't do it. I was like, can't do what? I can't do the show. I can't do the show. He's like, I was puking. I was pooping. I was actually doing both at the same time. Uh, I was like, all right, all right. Here are the keys. 
<laughs> and then Enjoy the ride. Off. Yeah, then just took off. We'll see you later. <laughs> yeah. And then there's like this, because Boomer's got a nice parking spot down here. We don't need to reveal all the details, but he's got a spot. And he's got this medallion that allows him to get to this spot because yeah. of all the security. So I leave Boomer. I get into the car. And I'm looking for this medallion because I went with him yesterday. He's showing it to everybody when he comes down. Here, here you go. Here you go. Here you go. And everybody's, oh, come on right yep. through. Come on right through. So I get into the car. And there's no medallion to be seen. Now, I, when I tell you that I left Boomer two minutes prior to this, he has his phone in his hand. We just talked. He gave me the keys. I'm searching through the same. I'm going through his golf bag. I'm looking everywhere through this medallion. So I call Boomer. Ring. 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 Nothing. Ah, oh, you've reached Boomer's size. Yeah. <laughs> call him again. Ring. And I, I know that he's just looking at yeah. the phone going, screw him. I gave him the keys. <laughs> Have him call Sean. Figure it out. Why is he calling me? What can I do for him? And he was just giving me the FU button on the side of the phone. Oh, we got down here. Though. You made it. We figured That's it out. That's all that matters. Uh, all right. So now you're going to put on your update hat and give us some sound from yeah. yesterday. We're sponsored by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. And we're also brought to you by Jackpocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone with Jackpocket. Hey, Kevin Durant got traded. I don't know if you heard the news. Uh, Durant and TJ Warren go to Phoenix. Here are the full details. They get back Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, four unprotected first-round picks, and a 2028 pick swap. That's Bulls tonight. That's going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll have it for you on the fan at 7.15. So then you've got the whole Kyrie Irving thing, which ties into Durant. Irving played last night for the Mavericks. And uh, after the game, I guess clearly he was told that uh, it looks like Durant's going to be on the move to Phoenix. And uh, here was Irving's reaction. I'm just praying for his happiness and praying for his well-being. Uh, we had a lot of conversations throughout the year of uh, you know what our futures were going to look like. There was still a level of uncertainty. Uh, but we just cared about seeing each other be places that uh, we can thrive. And whether that be together or whether that be apart. What was the uncertainty with Durant? He was signed for four more years. Exactly. Signed that big extension. There shouldn't have been any uncertainty. And I love how he's like, yeah, we're just trying to find happiness for ourselves. You know, in a place that we can thrive. That's all we were caring about. We weren't caring about the owners that believed in us and paid us the millions of dollars. The fans that showed up and paid all the ticket prices. All those things. We're not caring about that. We just want to be in a place where we can thrive. You were. F everybody you else. You yeah. were thriving. <laughs> Uh, yep. When you guys were on the floor, you were really good. Yeah, well. God, here's another Kyrie. Hey, good for him to leave. You know, his business changes so quickly. Um, he's getting a little bit older. I'm getting a little bit older. I just love the competition now that we can be in the same conference, and, and I welcome all that. You know, get to see him a little bit more, probably playing against Phoenix a lot more. and That's what I'm looking forward to. Everything else in, in between, uh, I just am glad that uh, he got out of there. Now, I think... Yeah, I'm glad he got out of there. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad he got out of there like it was Guantanamo Bay. It's <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, come on. Oh, uh, here was one more. Now, I didn't hear this clip. I kind of put this together quickly. Now, this the uh, the the subject line is didn't play enough with KD and Harden. So, I don't know if that's exactly where this clip goes, but if that's the case, this is the truth. I would like to say something too about the super team of me, James, and KD that everyone thinks should have worked. Uh, we played very limited time together. There were a lot of injuries and things that took place, and I would have liked to see that work for the long term, but uh, there are no mistakes, no coincidences, and we've got to move forward. 
things that took place, you left. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then um, the vaccine thing's a bigger conversation, but he could have oh, played more games if he had God. decided to get the vaccine like everybody else uh, on the team. So it was all him. Things that happened and mistakes, you know? So we didn't play enough together. If we did play together, then of course we wouldn't have won a championship. How and many that's issues? what he's holding on to. How many issues? To, off the top of my head, I, I, you know, obviously the... The vaccine thing is is top of mind, and I've always said, I don't have an issue with it. I don't. I thought that sucked. I thought because of where he played that it didn't work out, but anywhere else it would have yeah. been fine. So I don't, I don't have an issue with that. I get that part. You had him leaving the team, right? For, for no reason. personal yeah. reasons that we never really found out other than they went to a birthday party but yep. was gone. And maybe he had family issues. I, I don't know. But we're not privy to that information. A lot of people go through stuff. You still have to go to work. Yes, yeah, but professional athletes. He did. It happens. Right, did not. You had him decide, which bothered me at the time. I do remember it. When you had a very young team with him in the bubble playing. You know, they played relatively well. He decided not to go. That bothered me. You had that time. You had the suspension this year because of the, the I don't want to say tweet, the liked tweet, if, mm-hmm. if you will, well, from yeah, the movie. The, well, yeah, the tweet of the movie, yes. And then the non-apology continued and made that story get bigger and bigger and bigger. Was there any other... <laughs> how much more could there be? Well, I mean, asking for the trade and getting it, I mean, this this year. I mean, that was, that was, yeah, that was the next thing. But that was the next thing. I was trying to think since his time began in 19. Is, am I missing anything? No. That's not right. No, that was, that was all of it. I have a. I brought up a, a list of Kyrie's things. Kyrie, uh, Kyrie. He went on a Durant's podcast saying we don't really have a head coach. Oh, that's, that's right. right. I we forgot don't need about a coach. That. We don't need yeah. a coach. Yep. Yeah, that worked out well. So much so you fired your coach. <laughs> uh huh. Anything else? Or is that pretty much it? Because that was a bad one too. I remember. That's before they played a game. Yes. He was like, some days I can coach. Some days Kevin can coach. Yeah. Some days Jacques will coach when he wasn't even the coach at the time. I- and then some days Steve will coach. Who was named the head coach? I know, I know, that, and that one I still don't understand because Durant talks about you know Steve Nash like they're best friends, mm-hmm. and yet was the first one to say get him out of here. Apparently, oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, here we go. Also, right, so let's get to Kyrie last night now because he did make his Mavericks debut. And Irving looking, left hand push into Wood, back to Irving from the arena logo for three. It's good. Just Clifford got over the top. And a timeout taken by Tyron Luth. 13 for Kyrie Irving on 5 of 10 shooting. Yeah, he wound up with uh, 24 points. Mavs beat the Clippers 110 to 104. So a uh, solid start for him, as they say. I'll just give you one from this game. Post game, it's Jason Kidd talking about his new superstars. He really did everything he had to do down the stretch. I think his leadership down the stretch of getting everyone organized, uh, knowing how to play um, without having the ball or being able to have to score, setting screens for his teammates to get shots uh, was shown tonight. So, um, a lot of great stuff uh, as we build this uh, on this uh, new journey. Oh, it's a new journey for sure. We'll see how it uh, goes for them. Uh, the Knicks, by the way, acquired Josh Hart from the Blazers. Yeah. Cam Reddish and a protected first-round draft pick. Jalen Brunson was at Villanova for his jersey to be retired when cameras caught him upon hearing the news that they were getting themselves Josh Hart. Nick's got Josh Hart. I mean, that's 
<laughs> they didn't get John Morant. Uh, he's, a good, he's a good player. Yeah, I mean, they're, you know, they're friends. They're, they're really good yes. friends. That's, that's what it comes down to. He is a Tom Thibodeau type of guy because he plays defense. And we talked about 3 and D guys, someone like Reggie Bullock that they had a couple of years ago. So he fits that role. But I mean, the only reason he's fired up is because they're very close. Yep. No question about it. It's good for them uh, as they make that move. The Spurs are trading Jacob Hurdle to the Raptors. The Lakers acquired D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. Russell Westbrook in a first-round pick going to Utah. Minnesota getting Mike Conley Jr. in a second-round pick. Did he have issues in Utah? I don't know if he'll trade. I don't think he'll play. I don't know if he's going to play. Gonna buy, I read that they're probably going to buy him out. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. Because he also had those issues in Utah with the fans, Russell Westbrook. They were screaming all sorts of horrible things That was things at Utah, at was it really? Yeah, 100%. I do remember so that. I, he, won't, he won't play there. Celtics beat the uh, Sixers 106-99, but Jalen Brown broke his face. Facial fracture that I think was from a teammate. I think it might have been Tatum. He got an inadvertent elbow to the face. Um, not sure if he'll miss time, if he'll wear a mask, or if he'll be out. One story I said he could miss six weeks. Another one said he might not miss any time, if, but depending upon the severity. So we shall see. We are here for the Super Bowl, oh, yeah. by the way. You know, some people like the area. Some don't. Some prominent members of the media apparently don't love Scottsdale or getting here. Like Chris Russo on First Take, who was very excited to tell you that's what he was going to come back with after the break yesterday. It's a Wednesday! What am I mad about? Of course in Scottsdale! Drink up! <laughs> what is he doing? What, what was that? <laughs> that was, was that saloon music in the background, too? <laughs> I think it was. I didn't see the video. I only heard the audio. But Russo telling you to drink up? <laughs> I don't know. It has to be because you hear, like, the piano in the background. Then he's saying drink up. So they had to be doing, like, some fake saloon scene or something. And it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. <laughs> so why does Dog always have to tell you the stuff we already know about the day and the time? <laughs> like, listen, it's 2023. We all know. Like, I just clicked my phone like this. I know what day it is. It's a Wednesday. <laughs> It's stupid, I swear. Um, Here's one from DeMar Hamlin. So he's accepting the Alan Page Community Service Award. We haven't heard from him since the incident on the field, his recovery. He's doing much better, as we know. Here was Hamlin last night. Giving back to my community has always been a a big part of who I am. Um, Thankful to my father, who's right here behind me. Um, Growing up, just watching him through community days in our community. And uh, I just always was waiting on my time when it came. Well, it is here, and he has done a great job, and glad to see that he is doing well. Looked good, too, in the video. Yeah. Looked very healthy, and so that's good news. Here was Roger Goodell. Um, whether you like him or not, this is him giving props to what the league has done, what the teams have done in terms of being ready for horrible situations on the field. I told the owners um, later that week that the work that they have invested in by bringing in these great professionals, um, by bringing the best of the best, did contribute to saving a young man's life. And I, I'm incredibly proud of that. So now that's the good. You can't, you can't pick that apart, everything he says there. But fans can have fun with this next one from Roger Goodell as he is defending the uh, officiating in the league to the nth degree. When you look at officiating, I don't think it's ever been better in the league. There are over 42,000 plays in a season. Multiple infractions could occur on any play. Take that out or extrapolate that. That's hundreds, if not millions, of, of, of potential fouls. And our officials do an extraordinary job of getting those. I know I'm in the minority. I actually agree with them. And I kill officiating. 
But I do agree with that. It's never been better. I think it's pretty damn good. I, I think we don't realize how hard it is to do. No, I know I know it's hard. I just think that in these big moments, there's these issues every single time. I'm with time. you. Like, obviously, the Saints won and the Rams. Yeah. That was horrible. It even changed the rules for a year. This AFC Championship game felt weird to me. It's just like, uh, let's get through a clean Super Bowl, and then he could talk about it. I do it. think the problem is the game is too fast, too athletic, too violent. To where he said, I agree, and you, we have always said this, you could call a penalty on every single play. I don't know what you do or how you fix it, if you even can. Yeah, I mean, that's what even Steve Largent said yesterday. He was talking about, you know, on one play it's this, on the other play it's that. Right. There's no consistency. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, it's just a, it's such a bad taste in my mouth for that AFC Championship game that it's just I don't want to hear that today. I mean, if he came through a clean Super Bowl and said that, maybe, but nobody wants to hear that today. Hey, Zoo, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to skip the last few clips. I just want to get to the last college basketball one that I put in there so if you can line that up. The Rangers did beat the Canucks 4-3. Next hour, we'll hear from uh, Sam Rosen. Mika's Abinajad's third-period goal turned out to be the difference. Game a 4-2 lead. They win 4-3. Tonight, you've got the... Uh, Devils and the Kraken and the Islanders home for Vancouver. College basketball, Seton Hall did lose to number 23, Creighton, 75-62. Speedy Claxton and Hofstra beat Northeastern, 72-53. So your team, a good victory last night when they should have gotten, they got it. The Islanders and Hofstra basketball have not lost since I attended each one of those games. How about that? How about that? How about that? Fordham beat UMass. Maybe we'll get some Andrew Bogish at some point this morning. Uh, they beat you UMass 77-67. And I know this, this is my alma mater. This is New Jersey City University. So they're down four with five seconds left. And now the music, this was taken. ESPN put this on SportsCenter so that you hear a little music on, on the bottom. But here is how this game finishes. NJCU upsets Rowan. Jump shot. It's good! Ryan Savoy touched it to one, and NJCU has it! Floater! It's good! It's good! Mason Battle at the buzzer! NJCU wins! They stun! Number 23! Ruin here at the buzzer! <laughs> was that Kevin Wolf, the old intern? No, I don't think it was. I don't know. No, that was Tim Moore. Tim Moore, who had the call. They So they hit it. They make a shot, steal the inbounds. I guess it was a bad pass. Yeah. And then. The desperation shot at the buzzer to win. Yeah. Now that Tim Moore's voice has been heard by people, he's probably not going to be asked back next year. No, come on now. Be nice like, to him. Nobody heard him, and then like the AD probably never heard him do a game, and he heard, that's our play-by-play -play He was very excited. Oh, my God. Oh, wait, and so that's where Ira Thor, who is at New Jersey City University, that's where I got my start. Nice. That's where I did games. Very Back good. in, oh, my God, 1990-something, 2000, whatever. Right. And here you are filling in for a sick boomer size. How about that? It's How just like that? Kevin Burkhart's story. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf and the metronome of your life, baseball. 
Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Without Boomer, who is in Scottsdale in a hotel, painting the bathroom with his puke. <laughs> Road to Arizona, presented by Casamigos. Casamigos Tequila, brought to you by those who drink it. Road to Arizona, also brought to you by Optum. Get closer, go farther. And by Key Food, get all of your tailgating needs at Key Food and their family of supermarkets. Uh, speaking of Boomer, Jerry, you know how he does that thing where... Remember when I told you this? Of course. Remember when I told you that? Absolutely. Remember I said that the sun was going to come up this morning? <laughs> it did. <laughs> yes. So uh, I'm going to do one of those right now. All right. I'm going to go all the way back. So for those that said to me, you know you wanted Kevin Durant. You know that it bothered you that he went to the Nets. When he got hurt, I said it was over at that point. I do remember that. The Knicks plan is not going to happen. Yeah. So uh, all those Nets fans would say, oh, yeah, you would have done the same thing. I'm not thing. one of those. I actually remember you saying that that was not what you wanted. Yeah. So uh, so Fliegelman went and got it. This was uh, June 11th. 2019, after the Kevin Durant Achilles injury, Fleegs hit it. The one thing I know is that this this July 1st, this offseason, the Knicks and all that, changed. It's, all, it's over. It's yeah. over. And now your entire plan that you had is gone. It is blown up. It is over. You got to start all over again. So I don't know if you want to go with some sort of combination of Kemba Walker, Jimmy Butler, trade for Anthony Davis, or you want to just forget about free agency and build it up through the... Your, your plan now has changed. So Steve Mills, Scott Perry, everything that you were waiting for... Kevin Durant to make the decision, and then you're feeling really good about him coming to the Knicks, and everybody had been talking about that marriage potentially happening. It's over. Right, it go. is That's absolutely enough. over. That's, That's enough. enough. That's only four years ago. Yeah. And the, the names are like, what? Right. That was Kemba Walker. Oh, my God. Oh, you know, think about oh, him and his oh. knees and being just Steve Mills. I have a serious question for you. So that was four years ago. Mm -hmm. Kevin Durant and the Kyrie Irving thing, they go to Brooklyn, it blows up, it worked for like a nanosecond, and that was pretty much it. There were glimpses, there was never any sustained excellence like we expected, and there sure as hell was no championship attached to it. Are the Knicks in a better place today than they were four years ago? No. They are and they're not. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. They're, like, they're a better team. Sure. But they're no closer to winning a championship, are they? Probably not. As presently constituted, probably not, because they're still one player away. Now, you could say that they were several players away back then. All right, so then, yes, then they're closer. And, okay. and Jalen Brunson now being here changes a lot. But, no, they're not closer, that much closer to winning a championship because they're still not going to even get close to that. I, I will tell you this, too, and this pains me as a non-Nick fan. I love that kid. Jalen like, Brunson? I could watch oh. Jalen As much as I don't like the NBA regular season product, I really don't. There are certain players that you want to see play. Luka Doncic, anytime he's on the floor, I want to watch him. I like watching LeBron. I still feel like he gives a max effort most of, not all the time, but most of the time. This Jalen Brunson, though, it don't matter to him if it's November, December, January, February. He goes all out, and he is a fun watch. Yeah, and I'm curious to see if the Knicks do something today that we are not expecting. I know they've been linked to OG Ananobi from the Toronto Raptors, who I think is a very, very well, the interesting... Are the Raptors really going to trade with the Knicks, though? 
I, I mean, because Masai Jury hates them. Right. So probably not. But if the Knicks end up going, so the Knicks are in that spot that we were talking about where the Jets were with its desperation and they might go crazy. And the Knicks right now might feel like, hey, you know, I don't know where the next superstar is going to come from. It certainly wasn't Donovan Mitchell. We know that that is over. We don't know who the next disgruntled guy is. You're getting a 25-year-old budding great player if you can get OG Ananobi on this team. And then maybe that puts you in a conversation to be able to win a playoff round or two. And maybe they do it. And maybe Masai Ujiri goes, hey, this this package that we're getting from the Knicks, because they're desperate, they've been stockpiling picks like like a doomsday prepper. Yeah, sure. So I, I guess if you're going to tell me that they're going to so severely overpay for him, I guess I could see that being the case. I just always go back to that clip that you play <laughs> of, of Ujiri basically just mocking the Knicks and how yeah. much he hates them. Yeah, that's right. Do you have that back there already, Masai Ujiri going, I, I hate the Knicks. And uh, please, please clap after this. <laughs> I hate the Knicks. <laughs> it's the greatest. That's the best part is the awkward laugh at the end. Yeah. Uh, but I yeah, I just find it hard to believe that they'll do a deal with New York. But I guess stranger things at 3 o'clock Eastern tonight, uh, today, today. Today, today, Julia. I just said, oh, my God. <laughs> like, they traded Kevin Durant. Yep. So I don't know why I'm so, I shouldn't be. I really shouldn't be surprised. I shouldn't. But all I kept reading was they're not going to trade him. They told him they're not going to trade him. If they have to reevaluate after the season, fine, but they're not going to trade him. I saw one of those guys in ESPN. If you're the Brooklyn Nets, you don't trade Kevin Durant. That was the last thing I saw before I laid down. You don't trade him. I woke up. I saw Nets Kingdom on Twitter with crying faces. I said, (laughs) they traded Durant. They traded Durant. There's two things that I've been thinking about this morning. Evan's up, by the way. And it's uh, both Evan Roberts related. And uh, one is him talking about, you know, when things aren't going well in my life, I think about that tall, slender man. <laughs> and I go, oh. And I close my eyes, and I think of this really, really, really tall, awesome basketball player who's coming. I just close my eyes, and I think of that gentleman. Yeah. Well, that gentleman is gone. He's gone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the other thing I keep thinking about is how happy he was, like legitimately fired up when the Knicks did not get the number one overall pick in the lottery. Oh, I remember that. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And by the way, that might not have worked out so well either. He can't stay on the floor. And and by the way, this morning in the shower with my wife and daughter still sleeping in the bedroom, you know what I was doing? Yes! 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 And your wife's in the I hate you. I hate you. What are you doing in there? (laughs) Will you shut up? Exactly. It's 2.25 in the morning. Oh. Uh, All right. Boomer and Geo without Boomer, who is sick this morning. We are hoping that it is food poisoning and a stomach virus is going to take us all out as we fly back home. I can't go home. I got to go to Champaign, Illinois. So no no virus. Come on now. Goodness, that would be totally brutal. Yes, it would be. Company live from the traveling built for tough studio here in Phoenix, Arizona, Radio Row, Super Bowl 57, day four here. Boomer is not here. He is sick. Jerry is doing double duty on this morning where I'm sure Boomer wanted to celebrate the fact that Kevin Durant got traded and this whole thing is a mess. But uh, we'll see if he comes back tomorrow. We are hoping that this is 
of food poisoning for him and not a stomach virus that takes us all out. So we will keep you updated on all of that. And I was thinking, you know, when the time comes down the road and a few years, hopefully, like many years down the road when Boomer decides to retire, we should just keep the show Boomer and Geo and... Just say Boomer's out sick, because this has been amazing. So this morning, I got Boomer's car. I drove down here. I got the special treatment. I got the uh, in the, through the police barricades. Oh, uh, yeah, this is Boomer's car. He's sick today, but I'm uh, filling in for Boomer. Coming here, the set, everything else, and we'll see how long we can fool people. And on the radio side, you don't have to say anything. Eddie can just play Boomer clips. That's right. It'd be great. Not a problem. Great for everybody. Save Odyssey some money as well. <laughs> be perfect. I'm telling you. All the perks that are still there. Uh, okay, so you said that Evan Roberts is awake out there in the East Evan Coast. Evan is up. And you saw a tweet that was interesting well, to you. I, I do. I find this interesting. It's about an hour ago or so where he puts up the, he retweets the final tallies of what Durant and Irving did together, which is not much. and didn't play a whole lot of games from what you would have wanted. But he writes, never could have imagined the failure this would become. And I actually feel like Net fans were fighting uphill on this the entire time from people that were saying and were rooting for it to be a failure and were expecting Kyrie Irving to blow the thing up and were expecting Kevin Durant to get hurt again. Um, you know, the James Harden trade, at the time, there, I really don't think there were a lot of people that loved it. That blew up. So I'm surprised he writes that because he's also been one that has also said, you know, show me it when they get the championship show. I'll believe it when I see it. And I feel like he's also been, as much as he has enjoyed this to a certain extent and was excited that this happened, I also feel like he's been one of those guys that was also, mm, you know what, this is great, but... Okay, so the things that you mentioned were more realistic options of how it was going to blow up. They weren't good enough to beat the best teams in the conference. Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving get hurt. They decide to leave after that initial contract because it didn't work out. The fact that Kevin Durant signed an extension sure, and then ended up getting traded, and both of them get traded at the same trade deadline. James Harden's here for five minutes, then he goes. Ben Simmons now is the only guy that's left on the team. I think that... That was tough to imagine, how it worked out. I am with you, though, that many people, including myself, were talking about a doomsday scenario with these two guys not winning a championship and then leaving, but never at this scale. I mean, think about it. They could have, this year, competed to in the Eastern they would Conference. Have, yes. And, and and both of them are gone. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and it never has happened. As we mentioned before, two All-Stars getting traded at the deadline in the same year. Do you think, going forward, so this whole thing basically happened because last Friday it became apparent to Kyrie Irving he was not getting the extension with the Nets that he wanted, meaning it was going to be a condition-free type of contract. And the Nets, I think, did the right thing. With, the, with his track record, his history, there's no way you could have just given him all this guaranteed money for the next four years because who knows when he takes off again next time. So I understood what... What they did. That having been said, let's say for poops and giggles that he plays well. The Mavericks don't win a title, but he plays well. He shows up every day, like he was with the Nets for the last you know month or so. And I don't know. Let's say they make it to the conference semifinals and they lose in a seven-game series to whoever. Is Dallas going to give him a fully guaranteed fifty million dollar a year, whatever the number could be, forty five, fifty per year for the next four years? No, they have to get to the conference finals, and he has to be a major factor, and they have to lose to a team that's clearly better than them, and it has to be like seven games. 
That's what needs to happen for them. But to you give do a deal. think in a, in a there's a scenario you could see oh, yeah. him getting that four year fully guaranteed deal. Absolutely, and I think that the minimum would be a conference finals ouster where they played really well. Right, that would be the minimum. So semifinals, no way. Conference finals, yes. If you get to the NBA finals, absolutely. As long as he doesn't do something very very stupid. But if it works with Luka Doncic, yeah. He's not going to. I see. I don't think he'll do anything right. He's here for a couple of months. That's all. It's what he's got to do. He's got to show up. He's got to play, play well for the next two, three months. That's it. I don't think that's asking a lot. And I saw the number that they were, they requested or wanted or desired was four years, 198. That is a boatload of money for a guy who has been, he can say whatever he wants. He's been unreliable. You never know if he's going to show up. You never know if he's got something else going on. I don't know how you give that money to a guy like that. I don't. That's why I, the the reported deal the Nets were offering I thought was fair. Well, we thought he was going to be on his best behavior this year. I did. A hundred percent I thought that. It didn't happen. Now, he didn't get that deal because he was not on his best behavior from the Nets. Is Kyrie so completely out there that he's not going to be on his best behavior with the Mavericks to get this deal? Or do we actually see him for once in his life pull it together for a couple of months, want to win, stay healthy, stay focused, because he knows this is his best shot at getting that extension? We just lived it. I know, but but he saw how he, you know one team was trying to give him an incentive based contract because of his behavior. Right, but why? Yes, and he said someone else will do it for me. Understood, but the, the fact is, when we went into this season, and I sat here with you there in the summer, I sat there with Sal in the summer, and I said you are going to get the best out of these two this year. Yeah, because if you don't, it's he's gone. And then at that point, I thought with what happened with Durant, and I'm talking after the whole Durant trade request was rescinded and we're going to go forward, Irving's back, everything's... I thought these two were going to have a season for the ages or it would blow up at season's end once they were ousted in the first round, or whatever, however far they went in the playoffs. I thought at that point, Irving's going to walk and then Kevin Durant's going to ask for another trade. And at that point, it's going to be over. Never... Did I envision this scenario midseason and happen so fast? Just go back to last Thursday. And I know they weren't playing great, but they weren't playing badly. They were very competitive. They were hovering around 500 without Durant. I want to say they were something like four and five without him at that point, four and six. But Irving was playing well. The young players were playing good. Claxton and, and Irving had it going. Then you felt like they could keep it together. The next day, you wait mid afternoon, Kevin uh, Evans off. And Kyrie Irving's asking to be traded. And in the span of like five days, it's fallen apart. Yeah. And then the Kyrie thing did not surprise me. Him, well, asking for a trade and then the Nets granting it to him. The fact that they caved with Kevin Durant to me is 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 the one that really does. Now, I know they got a hole and it, it was it could but I think still. if Bridges doesn't come, he's still a net. Yeah. I maybe. do. I do. Right. I think but. about that for real, what they got. You, the, you get Bridges, you get Johnson, you get four first round picks all unprotected. Uh, they done the pretty Suns good. should be pretty good though. That's going to be at the end. The of Suns the, are going to be good. Yeah, but that's going to be at the back end of the first round. But it's draft capital. But the only one I, to that point, you're talking 2023. If Aiton's out, he doesn't want to be there. Right. If Aiton's gone and Durant's gone in a couple of years, I think I think two of those first round picks are 20, uh, 27 and twenty eight. I think so. They could be big picks down the road. You don't know, but they're unprotected, which is the big thing. Now, are you rooting against these guys now, or you just don't care? You are done with it, or because to me, like the best, it just the more salt right. on the wound would be these two guys matching up, you know, tit for tat in the conference finals, playing their asses off. Like that would be the funniest scenario. So here's the good news: they both can't be in the finals. 
Only one can make the NBA Finals. But I'm talking conference finals. I together. don't care about that. And then one of them's guaranteed to go to the NBA Finals. I would tell you, oh, I will not be upset if one gets bounced or both get bounced quickly. Okay. That'll make you feel better. Now, the, I do, the Durant thing is upsetting to me because I really enjoyed the player. Really did. I liked Irving the player, but I'm not, like I hear a lot of people talk about how, I know he's a great player. Some people like, he's, you know, outside of Kobe, he's the best scorer. He's a really, he's great. I never looked at him like he, he didn't carry a team. I mean, Kyrie, Kyrie Irving's had opportunities to carry a team. He hasn't done that. Sure. In Boston, um, he was still with LeBron, and he decided he wanted out of there. So yeah. I just mean the times I've watched him with the Nets, he's right. a great player. I am not disputing that any way, shape, or form. But he doesn't, like, for instance, with Durant out, they lost a lot of games with Kyrie on the floor. A lot of them. Yeah, They absolutely. were okay. They kind of hung in. But, eh. No, I don't know. no effort on defense, not focused every When he wants night. to. I'll always go back to, do you remember the game in Philly against James Harden? Oh, yeah. After the Nets had just traded him. <laughs> that, to me, I talk about Durant against the Bucks in the playoffs, which yeah. was one of the most unbelievable individual performances I had ever seen. Of course, they lost, but he was unreal. That game in Philly is a textbook game of basketball, if you want to go back and watch it. How you defend, how aggressive you are, how you go to the rim and jam it in their face, how you make big shots. That game was awesome, and that's what they could have been, but they didn't want to be. Well, of course. It's it's, it's effort. It's effort. Pigs. Sure, pigs. (laughs) Yeah, no, gone. See you. Get out. Jesus. They really make you hate sports, guys like this. They do. I mean, I love... Watching sports, I love my teams. Guys like this are such a ter- it's so off putting this behavior. The Nets are not off putting anymore. That's that's the only that's the only thing I can say going forward positively is I've told you I was talking about Cam Thomas the last couple of days. I've been talking to you all year about Nick Claxton. You got Dinwiddie back. To me, they are a likable group again. They ain't gonna be great. I think they'll be a good team. They ain't gonna be a great team. They're likable. I want to watch them tonight, matter of fact. Let's go to a sports bar and watch Nets Bulls tonight. <laughs> Who's in? Not me. Yeah, I'm, I'm out. I'm well aware. Road to Arizona, presented by Casamigos. Casamigos tequila brought to you by those who drink it. The Road to Arizona also brought to you by Optimum. Get closer, go farther. And by Key Food. Get all of your tailgating needs at Key Food and their family of supermarkets. Boomer sick, Jerry doing everything this morning, five hours of radio, updates, co-hosting, everything else. So I'm sure he's thrilled about the way things worked out this morning. And you found out about 15 minutes before the warm-up <laughs> that all of this was happening. And your favorite basketball team just blew up in front of your eyes. So you had a nice day yesterday, though, didn't you? I had a great day. Yesterday was one of those days at the Waste Management uh, Phoenix Open. It was the Pro-Am that we went to where I've always seen it on TV. I've always had people tell me, you got to go. It's a lot of fun. This didn't live up to the expectations. It blew past them. Mm. Now, the weather is part of it. It was 72 and sunny. Um, the atmosphere was unreal. 16 was great. And the celebrities that were there, why is Boomer not playing this? I, I know he's working. I get that. But why couldn't? Why would you not have Boomer play in this event? Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I do think that he has done it all at this point, and he's played in pro-ams. But he'd be one of the biggest celebrities. I mean, listen, Emmett Smith was there. Mm -hmm. Jason Aldean was there. J.J. Watt. So there were, like, big-time, I'm not saying, Boomer's right up there with them. 
Yeah, I think that he probably just prefers being with his friends and golfing at these courses that he loves, that he remembers from when he spent time out here, yeah. as opposed to having to deal with another thing and people in your face. and just. I just think he's at that point now where he does so much that in his free time, he just wants to do what he wants to do. Yeah, I get it. It, just, it was so cool, 16, they got the DJ going, the, the, the dance music is rocking, they never stop it. Even when the guys get up there to tee off, there was one woman. So I'm sitting there thinking, I don't know about you, I don't know if I could do that. The, no. You are surrounded by, by stanchions and people. The music is as loud as hell, and people are just waiting to boo you. And they're, they, they mention your name, and it's, it's tremendous. And you step up to the tee box, and I'm thinking, how are they not nervous as hell? They all were pretty good. There was one woman, she was from Ping, I believe. She duck-hooked one, left. I thought it was going right into someone's forehead. Oh my it, hit the, it hit the base and came down. She didn't hit as far. But there was one instance before I do the update. So when we first got there, we walked out to 18. Well, I wanted to go right to 16. So we're walking on 18, and we were somewhere in between middle of the fairway and the tee box. And the pro who, um, I don't remember, might have been Homa. I forget who the, who the pro is. Oh, it was Scotty Scheffler, actually, okay. on 18. That's who it was. So he tees off, all good. And I knew the amateurs were going, but I say, well, let's go and we'll stop here. And as we're standing there, I'm like, this is not a good place to be. And Matthew goes, how come? I'm like, they're not pros. I'm like, what if one just sprays one right? We're never going to see it. So we kind of backed off. They were all fine. It was, it was good. But we go up to, I think it was 17, and whatever hole it was, and one of the amateurs goes up and hits a screaming line drive, dead left, Ugh. right at an older man in a cart. Oh, no. With a crowd of people behind him. Oh. And as soon as the ball left the club, the amateur starts screaming, as did the people that were in the group, four left, four, and they are going like this. You see the guy in the cart do this. Ah. The people behind the cart got down, and this thing sailed just over the top of the cart and missed everybody. Yeah, I could never do that. Scary. I mean, I, mean, my, I just manifest those shots. Like, if I see a house, I'm like, I'm hitting that house, and boom, it goes there. Like, that time I was out uh, in Riverhead, out east, and there was a horse farm next to the... I you said, hit the horse? I came close, <laughs> and I told I told I said, listen, I'm going to hit that horse. And they go, come on, it's way, way right over there. I said, no, I'm going to hit the horse. I came within 10 feet of the horse. The thing went... Sometimes it gets in your head. And that's I, what happens. When I took Matthew to play on Monday... There was a, the, the first tee where we played, there was the putting green way off to the right. And thankfully, there was a tree right in front of the putting green. So he takes the driver out. I'm like, all right, so you're going to aim down the left side. So I think you're going to pull the ball a little bit right. He goes, I'm a little worried. I'm like, why? He goes, the putting green. I'm like, that's over there. Yeah. He had a line drive right at the tree. And we're yelling. And it hit the tree and came right back at us. I'm like, yeah. okay, let's uh, let's move on. Watch out. Yeah. yeah there's, Dangerous. There's a, uh, a course at the hotel I'm staying at. And I was watching some guys yesterday that were finishing up on 18. It's like right there with the little patio. And one guy chunked this shot, and I was laughing my ass off just because, you know. That's you us. Love, you love seeing that, right? Like, of course. I mean, like, like a divot came out the side of this football. <laughs> like, he swings it. He's like, whoop. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. That's funny. I'm telling Sabrina, that's not what you do yeah, right there. Uh, okay, you've got sports. Yeah, we're sponsored by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. We're also brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. If you're just waking up at 730 back in New York and you haven't heard the news, 
the Nets made it a fit. They've blown the whole thing completely up. We know that Kyrie Irving's in Dallas. Well, now uh, Kevin Durant is on his way here to Phoenix as the Nets trade him and T.J. Warren to the Suns for Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, four unprotected first-round draft picks, and you get a 2028 20, pick swap. So it's 23, 25, 27, 29. Those are the unprotected first-round picks um, that the Nets get back from Phoenix. Um, and it's a, it's a done deal, it looks like. Here is Kyrie. This was after his debut with Dallas. This is an interesting one. Now, Mike alerted me to this, to this clip. I didn't hear it. But this is marked. This has been brewing since year one in Brooklyn. This is, if this is what he's saying, this is even more disturbing. Nah, I think if this was in the works, like after year one, I was unsure about whether or not I wanted to be in Brooklyn long term again because of things that was happening behind the scenes. I just um, did my best to put my head down and uh, work as hard as I could. There were some unfortunate circumstances that came up there that were out of my control. All right, let's try to be objective for a second, for one second. Let's put all of his issues that we know about aside. Yeah. Is the net front office a complete and utter disaster that we don't know about? I don't think so. I mean, I think with all the reporting out there that we have Woj and Shams and all these guys, that that would have leaked at some point. So is he just making crap up? I think that it all stems from the vaccine. That's what it stems from. And that wasn't even... But that wasn't the... But it, it was, though, because remember, it was a combination. It was mostly New York City and their stupid rules. Of course. But the Nets said you can't be a part-time player. I remember that. And they said you could... Because he could have played the road games. Yeah. And they told him at first, in the half the season, you can't play the road games. Then they changed their mind. When and they needed let him. him. Right. And let him play the road games. So I think that's probably the thing where it really went off the rails. But not year one. That's what I mean. He He's saying this has been in the works since after year one. That's pre-pandemic. That's pre-vaccine. Yeah. What in the hell has happened behind the scenes that we don't know about after year one that he was saying this has been in the works to blow this thing up? Well, year one is where he disappeared, right? That was the year that he disappeared and we had no idea where he was going or what he was doing, right? That was that was. I year thought one. it was year two. That was year two? Year one? I thought, I thought he had... Uh, see, it, I, it, it all one blends. Year. It all blends. Yeah, I know. It does all blend. It does. Even still. Uh, here's another one from Kyrie. Uh, outside, the, the things have screwed up. That's how it's been here for the last couple of years. There were some unfortunate circumstances that came up there that were out of my control, um, whether it be the mandate with the vaccine or um, missing games being suspended or, you know, just little things that I think, um, you know, just put just wrenches in our, in our journey. Wrenches in our journey. You're the wrench! Yeah. Come on, man. The biggest of them all. Uh, and then I love this one. And again, I didn't hear this. This is this is the this is the this is the subject on it. I'm happy that I can look fun, back on that journey and reflect and say I learned a lot of things from those guys and my teammates in Brooklyn uh, and just my journey throughout this. <laughs> I mean, come on. Time to reflect. Look back on that journey. Yeah, so year one was the one that ended in COVID. That was that was the first year. Right, but he didn't walk away that year, did he? I don't think that was the year he walked away. I'm trying. He got hurt, and he couldn't go to the bubble, so he made the big deal in the bubble. Right. That's the bubble. I'm talking about the regular season. Yeah, there wasn't really anything going on. He just I, got he got hurt. That right. was it. Again, I can't equate a pandemic to Nets ownership or front office You know, saying this has been in the works since after year one. I thought year one, prior to March 12th or whatever that date was when the whole world stopped, I thought things, as my recollection recollection would go, were going well. Durant was rehabbing, he was playing, and then the world stopped. Got hurt, fine, so be it. 
I don't know. I again, it all blends. Maybe I got it wrong. And I probably, no, it I was he, he did go AWOL in year two. There was nothing about year one that, other than him being injured. Yeah, he played when he was healthy, and he wasn't upset about anything. Right, and Durant was just in the wings waiting, rehabbing, and it was it was Kyrie's team. Right, we were that. waiting for year two. That's what it was. So this was in the works. One year he wanted out. I mean, my God. Well, he is out. Here he was last night in Los Angeles. Now as a member of the Mavericks, Henson. To Irving, right to left, stops the foul line, pops it over Zubats, and he hits. They did a nice job. Got into that soft spot of the defense. A 20-point game for Kyrie Irving in his Mavericks debut. Turned out to be a 24-point game as they did uh, win that game last night. Um, afterwards, we heard from the Phoenix owner. Now, by all accounts, he's the one that really drove this to get it done in terms of getting Durant here. The Nets the whole time, even going back to the summer when Durant listed Phoenix as a uh, a, a target city that he would like to go to, they wanted Mikael Bridges. The Suns kept saying no, kept saying no, and apparently it's this owner who just officially took over last week, uh, Matt Ishibia. Um, he says... Ish, I think it's Ishiba. Okay. Yeah. Ishiba, whatever. Ishiba. Whatever. He's the guy that's got Durant now. This is, let's see, this is right before the trade was done. I'm trying to read this on the fly here. Uh, talking about how his team was comprised at the moment. I love our team. Give credit, by the way, James Jones is here, and his, exe- his leadership team, like all these guys, they've done a heck of a job, right? They've done a heck of a job building an amazing team. I'm not walking into a team, like, so I feel like we can compete right now with exactly what we have. All right, now they make the trade. <laughs> uh, this one was also before the trade was done by Ishbia. I know you can't win every single day, but we're going to try. And so uh, we are very active, and uh, the way we look at it is, how do we improve our team? I'm not going to be sitting here saying, counting the dollars, Right? We're going to focus on how do we improve our team. And if there's a way to improve our team, we're going to look at doing it. And he did it. Absolutely. And him and Dan Gilbert hate one another. And that's what I've learned about this guy. Now, Dan Gilbert with the Cleveland Cavaliers owner. So this guy, is he's got an edge. He wants to win. They're competing like mortgage yeah. companies. Yeah. So he's he's got a reputation for making big moves and making his presence known. And he certainly did with this. Al, can you check real quick how old Matt Ishpia is? I think he's like 43. I think he's, he might be one of the youngest owners in the NBA now. I, I think he's in his 40s, early 40s. If I'm not mistaken, he is 40. 43. Yeah. About that. You're 10, you're 10 years older than him. I'm six years older than him. You're about his age. Yeah, he's three years older than me. And he owns the Phoenix Suns. I could still be a billionaire in three years. Yes, you could. 100% you could. I, wouldn't, I would say nothing to the contrary. The Knicks, by the way, were active. Uh, they acquired Josh Hart from the Blazers for Cam Reddish and a protected first-round pick. And we had last hour the audio of uh, Jalen Brunson very fired up about this move. Um, for That's his friend. Good player the entire package. The Spurs trading Jacob Hurdle to the Raptors. The Lakers get into a three-team deal with Minnesota and Utah. You got the Lakers acquiring D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. Russell Westbrook and a first-round pick go to Utah. Westbrook is expected to be bought out. We'll see that when it happens. In Minnesota, getting Mike Conley Jr. and a second-round draft pick. One other thing from basketball, I know Jalen Brown suffered a facial fracture in the Celtics win over the Sixers last night, so that kind of takes a little bit of the fun away from that win. From football, a couple of things of note. Here is Andy Reid. We do have a Super Bowl on Sunday. <laughs> oh, by the way, we've got the Chiefs and the Eagles playing. This is Andy Reid on how Patrick Mahomes looks, still coming back from the ankle injury. He's been doing really well with his, with his ankle. Um, and we had a fast practice a couple days ago, and he 
He moved well. He can really do just about everything. So, now, would you think this is um, at least everything in the game plan? Thank you. Would you think this is similar or not nearly as extreme as when Terrell Owens with the Eagles oh, had no, the no, ankle no, no, injury? No, this, that, no, this last week was similar to that with Terrell. But Owens. now with the extra week off. Absolutely. It's it's totally different. The two weeks off. I do think, though, there was a big comparison between T.O. and Mahomes in the AFC Championship games. That's like a six-week injury. Right. And he came back and played as well as he did. But at this point, I'm expecting him to be fully healthy. I'm just checking to see if the line has changed at all. It is not. The Eagles still minus one and a half. You know why? Because Vegas is bored, too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is the, the least amount of buzz I can remember going into a Super Bowl in a very long time. The NBA has stolen the show this week. Yeah, I mean... And not Whether you like really, it or not. Not really in a good way. No, but, but you're talking NBA during Super Bowl week. It, it certainly lot. has because more superstars leaving because they're unhappy. It's just that the, the NBA is tough, man. It is really, really tough. Now, I know that there's younger kids like... Like, I'm sure Matthew and Joseph are into it with the superstars and everything else. Oh, for sure. But, like, I think that when you're our age... It's sickening. You know, it's, it's just, it's just, it's not the the NBA and basketball that we ever wanted. I would tell you, Matthew is more into the college basketball now. Well, that's good. He used to be a huge NBA fan. Ever since I started doing Rutgers, he's been good. really deep into the basketball. Keep it that basketball. way. Now you know who is not leaving. Aaron Donald. Mm, I saw this video. See how ripped this guy is, man. You can play it. What was that, Clubber Lang? What was that? <laughs> it was like the Bill Cower video, dancing in the club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he looks unbelievable, that Aaron. Oh, God. Oh, well, God. I'll tell you, J.J. Watt yesterday, Yeah, my God. I mean, just ripped, and, and Reggie Bush, just ripped to shreds. Of course. It really is unbelievable. So, uh, here is D. Maurice Smith. So, you know, you had Roger Goodell speaking. D. Maurice Smith spoke yesterday as well. This is about the scout scouting combine. He's clearly not a fan of it. As soon as you show up, you have to waive all of your medical rights. And you not only have to sit there and endure embarrassing questions, and I think that's horrible, and I don't want to poo-poo any of that, but would you want your son to spend hours inside of an MRI? And then be evaluated by 32 separate team doctors? Uh, yeah, if it means he's going to get drafted in the first <laughs> round and make millions of dollars and have our family come out of the squalor that we've been living in for our entire lives, yes. So shut up. I'll sit in that MRI machine for a week. What are you talking about? Oh, man. I didn't hurt that. That was interesting. Uh, this I did hear this. This was, this was bizarre. So Jay Glazer goes on the BetMGM Unleashed podcast. Fair to say his hotel room didn't quite fit. Remember when Boomer went to the Monday night game? Remember, Alan, there was the dirty sock? Yeah, he had a dirty oh, sock in, in his bed. bed. <laughs> this might actually be worse. That's not good. This might be worse than that. Uh, it's about 30, let's see, it's about 15 seconds or so. Here he is talking about the, the worst part of the room. I don't have a problem with the with the French fries on the floor, oh, or the no. spiders and the spider webs in the window, oh, no. or the pieces of wallpaper ripped off the wall. Oh. But what the f is up with all the blood splattered no. all over this wall? What? Right? Yes, yes, yes. How oh, is Jay Glazer in a hotel room that's got blood splatter There's no on the way. wall? He's got to be making that up. French fries. I mean, Boomer ended up in a hotel room that had a dirty sock in the. Okay, but blood. I sure don't it wasn't know. ketchup. I don't know. No, because he said that the maintenance came up 
and they acted like this is quite common, and they'll just have it. Well, know, where's he staying? Off. I don't know. I forget why he was in a weird hotel room in Baltimore. I guess there was uh, everything was sold out for whatever reason. He was there to interview Rex Ryan. And uh, one but other, I would think he would stay at a five star hotel. I don't know. What I'm saying is, I think he said like it was like a, a last minute thing, and there was huh. nothing available. Like when I stayed at the Holland Motor Lot. Yeah, like when you were there, <laughs> there was probably blood splatter there as well, Jerry. I still find that hard to believe. Here's one more from now. Nah, you know what? Skip it. It's too long. We're going to skip the next uh, Glazer one, Zoo, because uh, I want to do the Minko stuff. Skip the Sam Rosen again. I promise, Ranger fans, I'll get you Sam Rosen next hour. Rangers did beat the Canucks four three. Mika Zibanejad had the big goal. Chris Kreider, Philip Hedl, Alex Lafreniere with goals as well. Devils cracking the night. The Islanders home for Vancouver. We're going to end with college basketball. This is not New Jersey City University again. Beat Rowan like we played last hour. Seton Hall lost to Creighton um, 75-62. Wins for Hofstra and Fordham. Going to take you back two nights ago. Okay. Now, I didn't see this in the system then, but it's there now. So St. John's, as we know, lost by two points, 68-66. Whoever it was. To Butler? Uh, uh, That's what it was. Mm -hmm. So John Mink goes on the call as it looks like St. John's gets this game even at the buzzer. Jalen Thomas guarding the inbounds. Andre looks, 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 lob inside to Soriano, puts it up, and goes! Oh! It goes in! Okay, so we're excited. Oh, is that BT? That's f- um, had Might have been, That yeah. definitely sounded like BT. It's- oh! Now we find out after a review, eh, not so much. Oh, they wave it off. They wave it off. And Butler comes away with the victory, 68-66. to 66. Ah, ball sack. <laughs> he did not say that. Then oh. that was Vin Parisi. Okay. That was not BT, because that game was We do sex drive. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Mike, that wasn't as good as you sold it, but that was pretty good. Minko very disappointed there, as St. John's lost two nights ago. Because Casamigos wanted us here. Al Dukes has got the Casamigos sweatshirt on today. The Road to Arizona presented by Casamigos. Casamigos tequila brought to you by those who drink it. And that's all of us. The Road to Arizona also brought to you by Optimum. Get closer, go farther. And by Key Food. Get all of your tailgating needs at Key Food and their family of supermarkets. So you guys went on this steamboat tour. That's Al, Eddie, Jerry was at the Waste Management, of course. Uh, also, Stephen Waldron, Sean Kennedy, Five Star, who is here, your Gina. You went on this, this steamboat tour that you absolutely love. Beautiful. You sent me some pictures. Uh, but the car ride there, as you were saying, <laughs> on the warm-up show was very, very difficult because of all the cackling that was going on inside the car. A lot of cackling in the car, and I felt bad for Stephen Waldron. He was driving... Uh, it, 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 there was wasn't sure which turns. You know, you're in the middle of these mountains. The cell service is not the best. These uh, women were discussing the Michael Irvin story, which had just broken, and it was a lot of uh, just. Then, like Eddie's talking about seventies music, and, and I, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" If I was driving, I would just be like, "Oh, you all have to shut up." <laughs> yeah. So, Stephen Walter, not only is he trying to find this place, he took the he's like the windy roads. He was saying he's two miles off where this needed to be. He didn't want to be late. It was just a whole mess for him. He's got to deal with that. Then, when he gets on the boat. 
I hear that he's taking pictures of everybody. He ended up being like the team photographer for everybody, not you guys, but for the women that were on the boat. Yeah, it was great. I took pictures. I felt like I know there's like an Instagram story or Instagram account called Instagram or Influencers in the Wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like taking pictures of Stephen Waldron taking pictures of <laughs> uh, some of the uh, women that were on our trip. Yeah, I mean, it's just ridiculous. He's down on his knees, he's doing this, and the angle, and everything else. Uh, and obviously, you guys were acting here. Oh, yeah. Uh, pretending you like... You can tell. Yeah. <laughs> pointing at stuff. Uh, did you see a bald eagle by any chance? I did not see a bald eagle, although uh, they, I was told uh, we saw bald eagles' nests. That I did oh, see. okay. But we did see there's uh, there's rams that like walk straight up mountains. Really? Yeah. Huh. They like uh, don't I don't know what they got on their feet, but they can like walk up these mountains. These rams. <laughs> and the guy goes like this: the only their only predator is mountain lions. Well, that's a pretty big one. Yeah, seriously. Um, but, of course, they're not going to swim. Look at that weird turn that you guys just made. <laughs> we were instructed. Wow. That was a little odd. Uh, but it'll Steven. look beautiful. In three, two, one. <laughs> turn around. Uh, what about the trip back? Trip back was good? Did the, the, the women shut up on the way back? Or uh, No, they were still, <laughs> they were still chatting. Oh, yeah. so it was the Michael Irvin story, which we don't know what was said. He get, he gets sent home. People didn't see this. He gets sent home by the NFL Network. He's at the hotel on Sunday. He's apparently intoxicated by his own admission. He does not remember this interaction. There's a woman that he is talking to for about a minute. He says something to her that was really offensive to her that she ended up reporting it to the hotel. And he gets back to the NFL Network. And they went to the surveillance video. Yep. To see if this interaction actually happened, it did, then they ended up sending him home. But I have no idea. So I, I was asked this morning, like, what do you think about this? I'm like, well, I don't know what he said. Like, if he had said something, like, people get offended by absolutely everything these days. And if he was like, hey, move over, toots. He said something like that, and she got offended by that, then I would say sending him home is ridiculous. But if he said something really obscene to her that then i would say okay it was it was good enough to send him on but i have no idea and i'm not going to sit here and and judge it until i know exactly what was said you don't know the accusation exactly and i'm just i'm not going to just assume it was the worst thing in the world because i have no idea what's bizarre to me though is him saying he i think at first he said he never never talked to anybody in the lobby right went up to his room and then they showed him the video and he's like i don't remember talking to them but clearly i did it was like five minutes ago yeah like, so he must have said something that was so... I, I, otherwise, that makes sense, Michael. Yeah, it doesn't. And he was either trying to cover up the fact that this interaction happened by saying he just went up to the room, not thinking there was going to be surveillance footage that was pulled from this. And is it fair to say because of his track record, his past history, he doesn't get the benefit of the doubt? Yes, but... It's not like there's there's no physical anything going on in this interaction. Now, obviously, he could say something that was offensive of enough course. for this woman to. It, who knows? I don't know anything about her. I don't know. I, you know, but you're right. There has been a lot of Michael Irvin issues over the years where you're thinking, all right, Michael, just go home, wash this one off, will you? Yeah. We'll, we'll, try, we'll try again next year. And look into it more. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing. You don't have a whole lot of time. It was, was it Tuesday, I guess it was? Mm -hmm. Or is it Monday? Whatever. What's today? Today's Today Thursday. Thursday. So it was Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever it was. You got the Super Bowl in three or four days. The NFL Network could be saying, like, we don't need this right now. Sure. So we're going to put you in the corner, and then we'll figure it out, and we'll investigate it as we go, as we get time. They're certainly not going to sweep it under the rug, but you're not going on TV. Yeah. 
I'm desperate to know what was said. I really need to know what was said. Because I can't, I cannot formulate an opinion on this. Yeah, no, I know. It's a bizarre story. It was bizarre him going on the radio station. I think it was the fan in Dallas discussing it as it's happening. Yeah. Um, so the whole story, at some point we'll get the truth. Maybe next week. Who knows? But you're right. Mike, Michael Irvin, this is not surprising. Like, if this were Boomer, it would have been surprising. But with Michael Irvin, you're like, ah, just another thing. Well, when you've got a bunch of stuff in your past, that's what happens. <laughs> Traveling Gold Four Tough Studio here at Radio Row, Phoenix, Arizona, Super Bowl 57. Only one more show after today from the site. And we've got Kevin Durant on our brains because he got traded in the middle of the night to the Phoenix Suns to out here. Can I, real quick, because we were talking about, and I, I really, I don't remember this. So I guess year one, he had the shoulder injury. Things didn't go well. We know that. And that was the pandemic, all that. So Brandon Tierney texted me, you know, you're forgetting year one didn't go so great that he wasn't happy with the roster which that didn't surprise me but i didn't i don't remember this so he sends me <laughs> he sends me the article with the headline yeah this is from that year the headline kyrie irving already hates his current net teammates <laughs> <laughs> i don't i honestly i remember them not playing well when he was injured but no one expected them to i sure. don't remember that I don't, don't remember that. I remember KD this year was like, yes. what am I supposed to do with these guys? Yeah, well, <laughs> I remember that. This is where I defended Kevin Durant to a fault. And that was another one where, my God, in print, that looked brutal. Yeah. But watching it and listening to it, I'm like, yeah. Like, I, I actually get what he's saying. It, the inflection is totally different. And he was, in, in certain ways, was complimenting the effort by his guys, but they're also not of the superstar level, but man, did that look really bad in print. Yeah, so you got Kyrie Irving the first year trashing the teammates, Kevin Durant in his last year trashing the teammates. And now they're gone. Right, and now they're absolutely gone, and these guys make me sick. They're the worst of what professional athletes are on the court. I'm, I know guys get arrested for horrible stuff. I'm putting that aside. I'm just talking about what your obligation is to your organization and the money that you're getting paid, and then bitching and whining your way out out of it when you could have actually sacked up and done something about it. Yeah. They just, it just the NBA to me right now is as bad as it's ever been since I've been alive. And I still watch because the Knicks are winning games and I hope they make it to the playoffs and make it interesting. But the NBA as a whole, this is the worst product that I have ever seen in my lifetime. I can't stand it. Regular season, nobody tries. There is absolutely no defense. They're hucking up threes everywhere. Half the league is unlikable. You've got LeBron James, who I don't even like, still as the face of this league. Got Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving doing the things that they're doing. They're just, it's just, I know there's good guys, and the Knicks have a bunch of good guys yeah. on their team, but, but the NBA to me is just, it's, it's, it's off-putting, it's bad, and the only time that you see good basketball is in the playoffs and in the NBA Finals and in the Conference Finals because they actually try. And with all that said, they are the most talented athletes I've ever seen. Yep. It's on the skill they have, and when they want to play, it is something to see, and that's, that's playoff basketball as opposed to regular season basketball, which looks like a scrimmage a lot of nights. And I'm not saying there aren't trips down the floor where guys are really competing. We've seen it. We've seen with the Grizzlies. We've seen some, and I'm taking all that other stuff off the table for the moment with John Morant and all that, but like 
we have seen guys battle. We've seen not punches thrown, but things get a little physical. There are games like that, but far too often the product is just slow and boring in a three-point shooting contest. Yeah, I mean, it's just... A... So Adam Silver's tried to do certain things to make the regular season more interesting. He's floated some ideas out there, mid-season tournament or something, and they do now you have the play-in games. Never going to work. So, But there, there's nothing... I don't think there's really anything realistic... That's going to make the NBA regular season more competitive and more interesting. No, they make too much money. The only way you make it interesting is if you had a and the the mid season tournament thing to me is a joke. I don't yeah. I don't understand the basis of it. I don't get the concept of it. You've got a season that's where you've got a formula that's worked forever. Now we're going to try and make it like international soccer. I guess I don't know. The only way that works, in my opinion is if all of a sudden the winning team of this tournament splits $200 million. I mean, really, what else is there for these guys? Nothing. Some of them are making $50 million a year. True. Yeah, n- nothing at all. Because really, so James Harden is the best example of a player who I don't think cares about winning one iota. Says all the right things, but certainly look like it. No, he's he's not interested. He's never been interested. I mean, you've seen him in some of these closeout games, these must-win games in the playoffs where he's facing elimination and he barely shows up, and then he goes out after the game and he's partying till five a.m. in the morning. He's just happy that his off-season started. I swear he would go out and party because the season was over. Yeah, and he couldn't wait to get to the off-season because he was making. It, gobs and gobs of, of, of money that's just obscene. And that's where the social media hurts because you see the video and the pictures online hours after games. These guys are out and they're not saying not to live your life, but it comes back to it's it's almost you the, the view of it is it's almost secondary. The money's first, the life is second and the games are third. Yeah, now, it's not everybody. No, so no Ky- it's not. It's Kyrie not. Irving forced himself out because he wanted somebody to be able to give him the max contract. And he knew the Nets were not going to do it unless they won a championship. So that's why he forced himself out. So for Kyrie, it's about the money. For James Harden, it's about the money. For Kevin Durant, I do actually think he wants to win. I do, too. And and that's why he said, I'm not going to stay here and, and send me to the Suns and see if we can work this thing out. But he's just not someone who wants to deal with adversity. He's just not interested. Seems in to run away from it. Yeah, just does not want to deal with adversity, and that's that. And screw it, I'm going to go over here, and I don't care what you think. It's um, So I'm reading about Kyrie. So he is eligible. I mean, listen, this is what I mean. Listen to these numbers. Now, this is from Forbes. Um, he is eligible for, which is not the greatest source, by the way, when talking about uh, sports, but it is it is money-related. So I'll double-check this to make sure it's true. But according to Forbes, he's eligible if he resigns with the Mavericks. Five years, 273. $273 million for a guy that's barely been on the court the last several years for 17 different reasons. Yeah, one of the worst teammates possible. Blows up every franchise he goes to. This is now the third one that he's done this with. The Cleveland Cavaliers, the Boston Celtics, now the Nets. And still, if he plays well... With the Dallas Mavericks and him and Luka Doncic click, which I don't think that they will, or they'll probably end up hating one another, he's going to get that money. That's he's un- going to get it. Somebody's going to pay him. And it's it unbelievable. could be the Mavericks. Right. So now you take those numbers into account, and now let's go back. Now you're Adam Silver. How do I make the regular season mean more? Honestly, there's no answer here. Well, the answer is to make it shorter, but they won't do that because, of course, the building's being filled and then you're chopping away revenue from these live events. But, I mean, the regular season should be shorter. I mean, I remember that lockout year. It started in January and there was like this sprint right to the finish line and it was great. 
Now that was that, and I remember the Knicks season when they went to the finals. That was a fifty-game season. Yeah, nineteen ninety-nine season. The yeah. most recent one was how many games? It wasn't fifty. Was it like fifty-six or something like that? But it was the same type of deal. Yeah, where you were playing every other night, and it was get to the playoffs, and it it, it actually seemed like it mattered to a lot of guys. Right. Um, this is different, though. This is different, and now they get what they want, and away we go. Yeah, let's see. NBA lockout season. I mean, they definitely shaved off a bunch of games. I mean, was it? Was it 60, somewhere around there? Um, I feel like it was still in the 50s. I do. I think you might be right on that. Great. That was awesome. Yeah. It was, it was, was it the 2011 one where they just, yeah, it was, it was shortened to 2011. And I don't have the, whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah, matter. 66 games. There it was. 66 games, and it started on Christmas Day. It just, whew, right straight through. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. That's what you need. Uh, what Kevin Durant's coming to Phoenix. Yeah, I know. He's here. He's joining us here in Phoenix. Hey, why don't we have him in? What do you think about the hard deal, though? For real. Like, the Knicks very quietly have had a decent season. Yeah. They make, I think, a significant move. I don't think this is a championship move, but it's a significant move. And they're not done yet. There could be, you got until 1 o'clock at or 3 o'clock Eastern to still do some stuff. Yeah, I mean, if OG Ananobi ends up coming here, I think that would be great. That would be very, very exciting. But I, I'm, <clears throat> I'm happy that... See, he fits because he fits with Brunson and he fits with Tibbs because Josh Hart plays defense. And it's exactly what I thought they were going to do. I said they're going to add a 3 and D guy probably, if anything. They're not going to blow up the team. They're not going to trade Julius Randle. I mean, this should put them in the top six. I I would say that's the goal at this point is get the top six. Win a playoff series, and then you have a successful season. All right, you just said top six. You just uh, lodged a thought here in my terrible head. Yeah. So we go to play golf the other day. Mm-hmm. We call. I prearranged an Uber to come back so that the guy would be waiting for us when we were done. Yeah. They're supposed to stay for five minutes. Yeah. Okay. We get out there, I want to say, three minutes after the allotted time, well within the five-minute rule. We get in, say hello to the guy, says nothing. I said, hey, how are you? A second time. He says, nothing. I said, are we late? No. But if you got to six, I was gone. Okay. And then proceeded to drive 30 minutes and not say a word. Didn't say goodbye, get out, nothing. What do you tip the guy? Nothing. Well, he still drove us. Okay. He's getting paid for driving. It was a nice car. He still drove us, but he was a rude SOB. Yeah, I mean, I would say nothing. What would you do? I'd have tipped him because at least he wasn't annoying me by talking. He didn't annoy you, but he also didn't even respond when I said hello. Nah, screw him. He didn't earn that tip. He's getting paid for the thing that they worked that in. It's extra tip that goes to the Uber drivers. I understand, but I also, I went with the, and I usually do 25%, I went with the 20%, and I felt weird doing it because I wanted to give him nothing. That's terrible, man. I mean, you sound like Anthony Gallo bought the dinner for the woman that dumped him. No, I don't. No, time out. I'm the one who gets treated like crap. No, 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 no. People attack me because I don't like to tip on tax. Yeah. So I'm not not being cheap or gullible or anything like that. I felt like he did his job, so I tipped him, but I didn't go overboard with it because he was rude. Yeah, I had a terrible... You know I'm an Uber snob. Yes. I had a terrible Uber experience because I did not go the Uber snob route. So it was just, it was ridiculous. It was like 15 minutes for the nice Uber, and it was $50 more than the regular Uber. So I was like, it's usually not that much of a difference. So I said, all right, I'll get the regular Uber to go from the hotel here in Phoenix to the one in Scottsdale. Guy shows up, you know, hood up the entire time. I can't see his face, know nothing about him. I get in, I have my suitcase. He goes, the trunk is not available. So I had to sit in this Chevy Cruze next to my suitcase, and then he is blasting music. 
Like, absolutely. I took wow. a video of it. Blasting music in this Uber. And I'm thinking, like, uh, why, like does any does people tell him not to do this? <laughs> the, oh. Isn't that the one that Al got wrong? That's J. Cole. Oh, oh okay. no, okay. That's Where's not him. Zoo? That's okay. Shallow. Thank you, very much. you know this song? No. This one Spanish, that's why. Oh, okay, fair <laughs> enough. Remember when Remember when Uber started and all the cars were really nice? Yeah, there was tissues in there for you and snacks. And, and now you get anybody in their random car, right. not clean. Like the car we took yesterday, not clean. Yeah. This guy was nice, but sure. the car was rattling as we were on the highway. Yeah, everything. What is this? Yeah, Gina's weak. gotten a guy multiple times down the Jersey Shore who has a completely cracked windshield. <laughs> Clearly never getting it fixed. And not getting Just it driving fixed. Driving around. Well, I guess as long as he can see. Well, I have that issue now. I have to call Safe Light Repair, Safe Light Repraise. I not only have one, I've been in the last month, I've been hit two times with rocks off trucks. So I got one on the right side, one on the left side, and then just last week, I started to get a crack down my windshield. And you're right. a guy who, not, who d- does not like to fix your car. No, you that's like not to, true. You like to no, it no, that no, way. no. Stop, stop, stop. Remember I go, when that street no, sweeper hit you? And no, didn't do anything about it for like a year. That's no, no. That's different. My car needs repairs. I go to Phil Service Center. I tell you all the time in Hazlitt, the guy's phenomenal. I get my car fixed. The street sweeper was, as Al will attest to, I ain't fixing this for this crap city. It might happen again. Okay. Between people hitting your bumpers when you park, there was no way. And the idea that I was going to go sit in some police precinct that was seven blocks away with no parking and have to wait for a police report, mm, I was good. So where's the windshield still cracked, though, right now? Yeah, but I will get take that, get that taken care of next week. you got to go to Safe Light, right? Yes, I will call Safe Light. They'll come do it in my driveway. It'll be finished in uh, an hour. Is, like, is there any competition to Safe Light? I feel like everybody's just... I don't know. There is one other one. I don't know who it is, but... There is another one. So there's a Burger King to Safe Lights McDonald's. Yeah, the, the other thing that's going on, like with Safe Light now, if you have a newer car, you, a lot of times you have to bring that car in to get it done because you know how now everything is built into our mirrors. Or yeah, re- yeah, all oh, right, mirrors. Right, right. Yep. So you can't just pull the windshield off. It's like all rewiring. They have to reset you know things. What's funny though, Kim has an expedition. They did that. Remember I told you I had the baseball go through the windshield yes. last summer? You got the worst. And it <laughs> well, it wasn't great. I literally took her car for, for two hours to do the cornhole boards. And not only did the ball go through the windshield, it hit right on the mirror. And I thought that was going to be a major issue. In that case, they were able to do the whole thing in the driveway. So that was lucky uh, for us. But Cheers. Yeah. Just like, remember that time when I was waist deep in my basement in water and I got hit with the debris field of a comet? <laughs> remember that? <laughs> Stop. Well, anyway, later that day I had cornhole. <laughs> it's not been that bad. And I got struck by lightning. <laughs> and that was right after I got hepatitis. No, 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 no. <laughs> there have been a couple of issues, but all in all, pretty good. by Casamigos. Casamigos tequila brought to you by those who drink it. Road to Arizona also brought to you by Optimum. Get closer, go farther. And by Key Food, go of your tailgating needs at Key Food and their family of supermarkets. Boomer and Geo live from Radio Row with Boomer sick today. And I don't know anything about like the incubation period of a stomach virus. Yeah. But I feel like you only get the stomach virus from somebody when they've, like, after they've puked. You understand what I'm saying? Like, yes. I don't think he's shedding the virus 
before he's puking and pooping. But then, hmm, wait a minute. But how does that pass through families and teams then? It's afterwards. I think it's afterwards. Like, so then when the first one has it, then now you're, like, infected in the talking mm-hmm. and everything else. And, like, you know, families, if you got a small kid. You're right. Family's clean, a bad example. You're right. Cleaning it up. No, you're right. But, like, you know, when somebody's, like, has the stomach virus and then ends up, you know, uh, going into a locker room. He's like, ah, I'm good now. But really, like, he's shedding the virus after that. Mm. So I'm thinking if we get sick from Boomer, it's not going to be now. Yeah, it's it going to be. No, this is when it's going to be. Tomorrow. If he comes back and then he's spitting and he still has the job. Can I sit him. there? <laughs> sure. That's the last thing I need this weekend. No, I know. So, gee, do you know what he might have eaten? Uh, I did not. Crabs. I did not ask. Placenta milkshakes. <laughs> what? What the, the hell? is headfish. All right. Okay, Eddie. <laughs> Usually, Eddie says it in my ear for me to set up the drop. This time, he's, he's setting himself up now. <laughs> How can I get the placenta milkshake drop in? <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So anyway, I can hear him laughing from here. <laughs> <laughs> Boomer did say, I'm hoping it's something that I ate, because when I think about what I ate, it makes me sick again. And I'm like, well, that doesn't really mean much. Oysters. I don't like, know. It's got to be something like that if it's something he ate. I, I hope so, because the stomach virus is as contagious as it gets. Let me, all right, let me ask you this. So when you get a stomach f- flu, or you have a bad like when you drink, I'm never going to drink again. When you get the stomach bug or, or food poisoning, are you like, I'm eating nothing but bread and pretzels for the rest of my life? Yeah. No, absolutely. It's safe. Kind of like we talk about on the plane, Al. When you see people eating these greasy meals before they get on yeah. the plane. You got to pick your plane, airplane snacks and pre-boarding meal very carefully. Yeah. Pretzel. Sure. Right. That's it. Right. Nothing else. Yeah, people like using lard as a dip. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting next to you. Well, Beef jerky and lard. And no offense. I mean, I, I love McDonald's, but I wouldn't eat that before getting on a plane or Burger King or Kentucky Fried Chicken or any fast food. Not before getting on a plane. No, no way. But you got, have you ever been in a situation, because you know it's happened, where you have that feeling on the plane, and you got to use that little bathroom. No, no, not at all. But Boomer said that he had that experience. He got the stomach virus on a family vacation, and the plane was, like, backing out onto the tarmac, and you're not allowed to stand up. But he ta- he ran. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> popping out of the sides of his mouth into the bathroom, and they had to wait for him. Yeah. So they stopped the plane in that case? Yeah, they had to. Yeah. Wow. It was embarrassing for him, but he had to do it. He got no choice. <laughs> he said he was sweating. He knew it was going to happen. Oh, He did say though the person in the room next to me must have thought that there was a murder happening that's what he said <laughs> because of the violent yeah. nature of his vomiting yeah yeah <laughs> where do you even bend down to do that in those bathrooms oh yeah gross i can't share the one thing he said can i what he say? if you're thinking you can't i wouldn't i don't remember no i think i can in the okay. right way right. he said in the middle of it going out okay. back end he had to get off the toilet to have it come out the front end into the bathtub in the middle of it. That's what he said. I kind of feel like sometimes when people are telling you that they're ill, yeah, they, go they oversell the it. Because <laughs> he's missing like an the oversell, show. Yeah. yeah, right. 
Like, like I'm surprised you didn't have a plastic bag with like a kidney in it. Going, Look, <laughs> is this I, good? <laughs> I threw this up. Is this good? Is this okay? You believe me now? <laughs> this good. This, is this okay. Good? All right. Just what you're looking for. Here's my liver in a bag that oh, I puked up. Well, we'll know if we see him walking around later. We'll know he oversold it. All right. He's got his intestine thrown over his shoulder. This came out of me. Is this okay? Can I miss the show? Am I allowed to miss the show now? He's allowed to miss the show. It's fine. Just be here tomorrow. Let's go. Yeah. Do you think he's just streaming on the Odyssey app? No. In his- no, not if he's as bad as... He didn't answer your phone call. That's right. Three times. That's right. So Two if, minutes after I saw If he's him. not answering your phone call, I think he's probably trying to sleep it off. Mm. Or he's spending the morning in the bathroom. It is what it is. Does he golf today? Does he have all the no, poison out of him? No, golf today. I'm just saying maybe if it's food poisoning, he's got all the food poisoning out of him. He feels good enough to go golf. It might just work out that way. You all think? right. I suppose. All right. If that's the case. Will he be here tomorrow? If he's golfing today, he better be here well, tomorrow. But you, you don't think he's golfing today. That's why I'm asking you. Do you think he's going to be here tomorrow? I say yes. Okay. He's not missing the Friday before the Super Bowl. No way. If he's violently ill, then who knows? You know? Mm. I don't want him put that stomach virus in Kansas City. He brought it back when he was, like, licking the inside of the porta potty whatever he was doing out there. Oh, and you got it. And then I got it. He's like, how do you know it was from me? I was like, because you came back, you puked all over the place, and I sat next to you, and two days later, I had it. You could have gotten it somewhere else. No! <laughs> I didn't! It was you! All right. We got a sports over there. Sponsored by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. And we're brought to you by Jack Pocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone. Jack Pocket. The news of the night. The overnight, that is. The news of the morning now. And the news of the day will be Kevin Durant because he is no longer a Brooklyn net. Uh, Evan, Keith McPherson, the likes of those uh, wallowing in this pain as Durant's time in Brooklyn didn't quite go as expected or advertised. He goes to Phoenix along with T.J. Warren for Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, four unprotected uh, unprotected first-round draft picks in 23, 25, 27, and 29, and a 28-pick swap. All of that having been said, now Evan posted the other day after Kyrie was traded that the building was relatively empty for the first time. I saw time. that picture. And he took a picture and tweeted, he's like, haven't seen the building like this in a long time. Better get used to it. But, see, but here's the problem. I'll get to the Kyrie sound in a minute. Therein lies the problem with the superstar athlete. Mm-hmm. They have the the organizations by the stones, as they say, because they leave, and so do the fans. Absolutely, you got to get the right superstar. Yeah, you well, can't just get clearly. any superstar. You got to get the right one. Here was Kyrie after his debut in Dallas, talking about uh, the news of Durant likely headed to Phoenix. I'm just praying for his happiness and praying for his well being. Uh, we had a lot of conversations throughout the year of, uh, you know, what our futures were going to look like. There was still a level of uncertainty, uh, but we just cared about seeing each other be places that uh, we can thrive, and whether that be together or whether that be apart. Can you imagine what that conversation is like? Bro, we got to get the hell out of yeah, here. Yeah, some place where we can thrive. God. Because Kyrie Irving, every place he's been in, he hasn't been able to thrive. I think we hit the big shot in the NBA Finals with the Cavaliers, but then he wanted out. So he obviously wasn't thriving there. He went to Boston. They hated him. He has a knee injury, all the stuff that goes on there. Okay, he's not thriving there. They get to Brooklyn. I need to get out of here so I can thrive somewhere. I mean, he, he's never going to thrive in an NBA uniform, ever. You, you start to think not. Here he is, one more for Durant, uh, basically getting his wish and getting to Phoenix. I would like to say something, too, about the super team of me, James, and KD that everyone thinks should have worked. Uh, we played very limited time together. You know, a lot of injuries and things that took place, and I would have liked to see that work for the long term, but uh, there are no mistakes, no coincidences, and we've got to move forward. 
Yeah, that's not the one I meant to play, but you get his point. Yeah. I don't agree with it because they had opportunities. They blew it. Sure, and especially him. You know, and, and bringing in James Harden, a guy who doesn't care about anything Ugh. but himself, was a terrible idea. I mean, it really was. And <laughs> just love the fact that Ben Simmons is still on his team. Yeah, I said that before. Thanks. You start the year with KD, Kyrie, and Ben Simmons. Right. He's the lone one standing. <laughs> Another guy who can't play. He's never on the court. I know he came back the other day, but good Lord. I mean, give us something, will you? Yeah. Doesn't want to shoot, which was fine when you had Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant on the floor. What are you going to do now? <laughs> Where's Cam Thomas? Right, exactly. Oh Just get him the ball. Mikael Bridge is a very good yes, player. He He's averaging 17-7 and seven this year. Yeah. And I think he just, if I read it cor- correctly, he just finished January was his biggest scoring month, averaging 24 a game. So you've got, you know, those two. I mean, you got something, but what you don't have is a championship roster, but you got a lot of draft picks now. I guess look at it this way. The Nets swung and missed hard, but they have started to stockpile picks again. All those picks they lost the first time. How about the fact, remember Paul Pierce is a net? Yeah, of course. No, no, I do. Yeah. But, like, I heard it the other day. I'm like... What? And then I'm like, oh my God, that's right. Him and yeah. Garnett was just what I would have never thought that there would have been a bigger disaster than that. Here we are. Oh, this we morning. found it. Yep, that's we right. We found it. That is true. So I mentioned Kyrie's debut. He did play uh, in Los Angeles last night for the Mavericks, and his night went relatively well. And Irving looking. Left hand push into Wood. Back to Irving. From the arena logo for three. It's good. Chris Griffith got over the top. And a timeout <laughs> taken by Tyron Luth. 13 for Kyrie Irving. I don't know who that on is. On 5 of 10 shooting. That's Mavericks Radio. I'm not sure who the analyst is. Pretty funny. Um, yeah, he finished with 24 points. And the Mavericks did uh, win this game. i get to the other trades in a moment. But the Mavericks did win this game uh, in Los Angeles. The final score was 110-104. I played this earlier, playing it again, because this is what Kyrie is supposed to be. And really wasn't for the Nets for the large majority of his career. And that's so Someone that you're supposed to look to for guidance on the floor. Here was Jason Kidd after game one with Kyrie. I think his leadership down the stretch of getting everyone organized, uh, knowing how to play um, without having the ball or being able to have to score, setting screens for his teammates to get shots uh, was shown tonight. So um, a lot of great stuff uh, as we build this uh, on this uh, new journey. I remember the 50-point night. And we talked about that earlier, that he had in his debut at the Nets. And if I remember correctly, he talked to the crowd. And if it wasn't the crowd, it was on Yes Network right after. About a dream come true. Doing this for my childhood oh, team. Yeah. Yep. I mean, God, did this crash and burn. Well, I mean, terribly. it's rinse and repeat with Kyrie Irving. Like, you had Man. Uh, you know, Steve Nash kissing his ass in the beginning. Like, oh, he's so great. Or whatever Kai needs. Whatever Kai wants. And all of a sudden, everybody turns on him because he's a mess. So this is now Jason Kidd. Oh, he's great. He's a leader. The same thing. We need. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, six months later, I'll have his foot lodging his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe get him fired. Who knows? Yeah. Um, the Knicks were active as well. They acquired Josh Hart from the, Blaz- from the Blazers, get rid of Cam Reddish, and they protected first-round draft pick. There was nobody, and I mean nobody, happier that this deal went down than his friend Jalen Brunson. Nick's got Josh Hart. 
That's pretty good right there. That was uh, Brunson at Villanova, I guess, Jersey retirement uh, ceremony. Those two are really good friends, and so he is thrilled to have him on the team. A couple of other deals of note. The Lakers acquired D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. The Spurs trading Jacob Pertle to the Raptors. We will see what happens. Trade deadline is coming up today at 3 Eastern. Still a lot that's out there. We'll see if it can be any bigger than it was last night. And by the way, this deal transpired literally as we were sleeping. Yeah. As it happened overnight for us. We've only slept like four hours, so it's amazing in that window something happened. That is uh, almost true. Yes, you are not wrong there. Um, let's see. Zeus, skip the, uh, the Chris Russo one. We did that already. That's fine. Let's get to Damar Hamlin because this is about as good a story as you can get. Hamlin feeling so much better. He was uh, on hand accepting the Allen Page Community Service Award. This was last night. Giving back to my community has always been a, a big part of who I am. Um, thankful to my father who's right here behind me. Um, growing up, just watching him through community days in our community, and uh, I just always was waiting on my time when it came. Yep, and so really good to see that he, his health is returning. I know he's not 100%, but he certainly seems to be on the right track. And then uh, just the one from Roger Goodell this hour, Zoo. this one on Hamlin and the fact that the medics were there, and just like the, all these NFL teams have done a really good job being prepared for the worst. I told the owners um, later that week that the work that they have invested in by bringing in these great professionals, um, by bringing in the best of the best, did contribute to saving a young man's life. And I, I'm incredibly proud of that. Yeah, really amazing work that they did at the time. And so good news there. We'll skip the other Goodell one about the officiating. It's enough with that. And oh, by the way, we got a Super Bowl. We've got the Eagles. We've got the Chiefs. The big question, probably the only question leading in um, is the health of Patrick Mahomes. Here was Mahomes with the media yesterday about the ankle. I don't think you'll know exactly until you get to game day. Um, I'm definitely in a better spot. Uh, I mean, uh, I definitely can move around better than I, I was moving last week or two weeks ago. And so uh, it's just trying to continue to get the treatment and the rehab um, and get to as close as I can to 100%. Imagine we found out that Boomer did an appearance last night with Patrick Mahomes, and then Patrick Mahomes comes down with no, the virus. No, or anybody of these yeah. guys. That would be fun. Patrick Mahomes somewhere puking. <laughs> <laughs> Damn boy! <laughs> that <sounds> terrible. <laughs> you couldn't play in that situation. No, no way. That's the no worst. Way. There's nothing worse than that stomach virus. I always say that when you, no matter what you have, I'm like there's nothing worse than this. There's nothing worse than a sinus. It's pretty virus. bad. The stomach virus is the absolute pits. The nothing when you are like, and yeah. then everything is out of you, and then like whatever's left in your stomach, you're like, <laughs> like spitting out the innards. It also goes to show how much your body saves. Yeah, true. That's true. just sitting inside of us. Like, right now. Think about what's sitting inside your intestines right I don't now. Know. I mean, there's probably a Cheeto from 1995 <laughs> in there somewhere. It could be. It's possible. Yeah. Who knows? All right, let's get to a couple of other things here before we get out. Um, we will... Let's get to the hockey, because I did promise Ranger fans. Rangers beat the Canucks last night 4-3. Here was the goal that turned out to be the difference in the game. Now the Rangers in the offensive
then they would win 4-3. Sam Rosen on MSG. Alex Lafreniere scored. Philip Heedle scored. Chris Kreider scored. And Igor Shosturkin with 22 saves. Uh, that was Sam Rosen on MSG with the call. Rangers have played really good hockey. You look at their numbers now. 29-14-8 with that victory. Last night, this evening, you've got the Devils taking on the Kraken. The Islanders home for the Vancouver Canucks. So that'll be uh, Horvat taking on uh, his old team. Yeah. Seton Hall did lose to number 23, Creighton, 75-62. Hofstra beat Northeastern, 72-53. And I do have an update on the Andrew Boat. When does this guy call games? Yeah, I know. He I didn't think, do that one either. I think he's lying to us because he probably thought no one was going to check. No. He who does play-by-play <laughs> for Florida basketball. So this has been a uh, fraud and a ruse the entire time from <laughs> it's Andrew It's not Bogers. a fraud and a ruse. He did. So they won 77-67 over UMass. He told me his next game will be next Wednesday. Wow. So I guess there's a rotation, I guess, they use. Yeah, well, let's remember that because he's probably thinking we're going to forget and we're going to not check on it and think, oh, yeah, that's right, we didn't do the bogus highlights. No, he just doesn't do the game. I ask every he's like George I... Santos. He's the George Santos of play-by-play guys. Is Andrew Bogus. Is everything is a lie. I do check every time they play and win. I ask for sounds and I always Never get a Never does the no. game. Yeah. Yeah. Never does the game. And there you go. Fan and CBS Sports Network. Boomer is sick today. Jerry is doing triple duty. The Road to Arizona presented by Casamigos. Casamigos tequila brought to you by those who drink it. The Road to Arizona also brought to you by Optum. Get closer, go farther, and by Key Food. Get all of your tailgating needs at Key Food and their family of supermarkets. And we hope uh, Boomer is back. Uh, tomorrow because, uh, you know, he's got all this stuff. I'm talking to people who he's golfing with tomorrow. I'm talking to people that uh, need him for the podcast. They're texting me. He's got that uh, Valenti podcast thing going oh, on Oh, how's he doing that today? Oh, it's tomorrow? It's tomorrow, oh, okay. so they need him for that. Okay. He's got to shake this off, man. And if it is a stomach virus, we got to stay away from him. I'm working over there tomorrow. we got to put him in an isolate, but I can't, I can't do that. That's your problem. That does suck. What about this? COVID masks. <laughs> I do have one. I did bring one. You do a show with a mask on? No, I don't think so. But if he's still... If, like, let's say he's sitting here and he's, like, powering through and he's just, like, leaning over and puking into a garbage pail. Then I'm just going to go home. So I'm, I'm not joking when I say over there because if you've ever noticed... Yeah. And this is not a knock on him at all. This is, this is reality. Yeah. Boomer starts the show here. <laughs> Boomer ends the show here. Right. And I'm right next to him. Mm-hmm. He likes his space, which is fine. It's his show. I totally get it. But that's going to put me at risk. That's true. Yeah. I'm going over there. You sit right there. I think that's where Rome's producer usually sits, fine. I think. And where Al used to sit. Yeah, they can get a camera on you over there, right? Yeah, it'd be fine. Jerry, be yes. Perfect. I hope yeah. so. I think yeah. so. I got the nod. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. But then we'll be screwed. Where are you going to go, Al? Boomer's back tomorrow puking on the set. I'm here. I'm, again, I'm very confident in my immune system. Very cocky, if you will. All right, can, with can stomach we... viruses, yes. though? How about this? How about this? Let's test it. I don't need to test it. Let's I don't need have to test Boomer fate. breathe in your face. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm kidding. But I think, you know, viruses uh, attack, you know, weaker systems. <laughs> Listen, I, I have been healthy since January. I've been taking all sorts of vitamins. I've been eating better. And I've, I have... Stayed away from wood. I've stayed away from sickness. I do think, though, that that stomach virus is so contagious and it's different that it can penetrate anybody. Like a cold or something, a sinus infection, whatever. I think that stomach virus, though, is a bad one. Well, here's the good news for your theory, G. We're about to find out. Yeah, I guess so. Or maybe it's food poisoning. Who the hell knows? I think it's food poisoning. 
think so, so? We're eating weird stuff. You, you, you don't know what, weird stuff. Well, you have no idea. He may have been eating oysters. You know, so there's certain foods that are risky, not worth the reward of the food. Oysters right up there. Yeah, I people can die eating oysters. Yeah, it's not worth it. It's not like it tastes delicious. No, you're just sucking down some slime so why do you mucus. do it then? I don't know. People, I don't know. Some people like it. I don't. I have no idea. I've never was an oyster guy, and I'm someone who grew up around oysters, and it's like a thing, and it cracked the oysters and everything. No, don't like it. Sounds disgusting. Well, it he is. does like trying different things, though. So it would it surprise you if he had duck last night? No, and right. that that to me is pretty common. Like duck's no, pretty common. He's not used to eating it. Maybe there was some seasoning on it that didn't agree with him. Who knows? He does like getting those seafood appetizers. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Like the oyster, the king, that was king crab legs. Remember that? Yeah, you have no idea where the king crab legs were sitting unrefrigerated. Right, we're in Phoenix. Where yeah. were they taken from? Yeah. <laughs> you guys, uh, you're my last stop on my last stop on my truck today with these king crab legs. They've been sitting in the back all day. All <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's a hot one out here. <laughs> yeah, probably. Oh, yeah, man. Let's, let's hope that it's food poisoning. Because uh, I can't. I See, I had this stomach virus thing in my head before I left because half of Sabrina's class in preschool right. had it. You talked about that. And if she didn't get it, thank God. Now i got to deal with Boomer. Here's a theory. Yeah? You're a carrier. Me? Maybe you gave it to Boomer. <laughs> you think like I'm immune and I'm just someone who's Who just like, like passing it along? All I know is he's not here. That's all right. I know. Right, exactly. He is, <laughs> he is definitely not here. I told the story earlier. I was like bopping out of the elevator at 2.40, smiling, clapping, and laughing. And I didn't. he left me off the text message because he wanted to like tell me face-to-face about what was happening with him. So I had no idea. So I was like, all right, Kevin Durant, this is going to be awesome. Of all the Bruh. days for him to not make it with the way he has just beaten the Nets into submission I know. over the last four years. For him to not be here today, the more the hours it wasn't. It's not even like the morning after. Hours after Durant gets moved to Phoenix, that sucks terrible. for him. Terrible, absolutely terrible. Also means I'm gonna have to endure this again tomorrow with him. <laughs> yeah, I know that's the thing. Like with the Brady retirement, he was doing the Super Bowl's greatest commercials, um, which I uh, I was I actually fell asleep before that was on. So I've got a DVR at home, so I'll check it out. But I fell asleep at seven thirty last night. I mean, what did you? Uh, uh, seven o'clock. Early. Seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. Yeah. What about you? Well, Gina was uh, leaving the hotel at nine for oh her uh, flight, so no, not so great. So you were up. She was around. Yeah, she was. You know, bumping yep. into things, flipping lights on and off, <laughs> slamming suitcases. <laughs> you know what the worst part of the week is? Because I mean, it's been great, really. The time we have after the show's over has been phenomenal to go do things. Yeah. The worst part of the week has been going to dinner at five o'clock. And realizing that even after that, you're going to bed on a full stomach. Yeah. Because by se- you got to lay down by 7, 7.30. You have to. Sure. No, I know. you got to get some sleep. That's not ate a whole pizza. You ate a whole pizza? Well, like a small one. But yeah, I ate the whole thing. It was phenomenal. And then laid down. Like that, think- that's, some of that still has to be here. No, of course. 100%. No, 100%. I had sushi last night and like real soy sauce for the first time in a very long time. I feel like that sodium, like my face is... Puffy today, but all the salt and water retention. I'm just like, Ugh. it might be. You're not used to it. <sighs> might be. No, I'm just. I'm not going to eat anything today. I'm going to fast the entire day. That's Nothing. Camel balls. Not a, what? What was that? Camel Eddie? balls. Camel oh. balls. How does that fit into this conversation? 
He's probably back there with his boobs bouncing. He's so giddy and happy with himself. That's what, yeah, that's what Boomer ate. So I tried the Camel Balls appetizer. It was deep fried. It said it tasted like, like a rice ball. I had it. I tried it. It was apparently a thing. I don't know. I don't know where they get these Camel. There's probably foreigners. That's probably foreigners. They don't They're care about it. They're greedy and they want a lot of money. Yeah, they don't care about it. Last night, though, Boomer, since you're being Boomer right now, was yeah. another example of we're in Phoenix. This is not the land of pizza. It's not. No. I got to tell you, where we went last night, it was outstanding. Every restaurant we have gone to has been awesome. And the service is right. awesome here. Everybody's happy. I'm just saying that goes to the point, and I see I got the sense he was getting annoyed with me last week when he said you can't get good pizza anywhere but New York. Nonsense. You can. Now, it's not readily available out here. I'll give you that. You go to a good place like we went to last night that Al picked out. By the way, we applaud Al for picking out the restaurant. It was outstanding. Do they have camel balls on <laughs> special or no? No, I, don't, I didn't see those. No, okay. <laughs> if you're just joining us, Boomer got food poisoning from eating camel balls no, last night. It's not what it was. Somewhere in North Scottsdale. Stop it. Coming to you live from the Traveling Goat 4 Tough Studio on the fan and across the country on CBS Sports Network. If you're on the free Odyssey app, Boomer Sick, Jerry in for Boomer. And joining us right now on this wonderful CBS set is Steelers defensive tackle Cam Hayward, who is one of the nominees for the 2022 Walter Payton Man of the Year, one of the highest honors that you could have as an active NFL player. And that NFL honor show was tonight, so we will talk to him about that. But, Cam, good morning. How are you? I am good. Appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, a lot of players, they don't like Radio Row. They don't like the media. They have <laughs> to do it. But you're a guy who wins the award by the Pittsburgh Steelers beat writers for being, like, the best player to deal with the media. The Chief Award. Yeah, the Chief Award. And I even saw you write a letter to the media at the end of the season. Somebody tweeted it out where you're mm -hmm. thanking them for their coverage and everything. Yeah. Like, how did that happen? <laughs> like, everybody hates the media. You, you seem to enjoy it. Everybody hates the media. Um... Well, we're yeah. dealing with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you guys are a little busy. Not been a great time with the media and athletes. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a great time for the media and the athletes. Um, you know, I, I really approach it as you guys have a job to do. Um, and now I'm part of the media, so I have a job to do as sure, well. Right. But, uh, you know, we have a job to do. Uh, as long as you're respectful, um, you know, I'm going to be respectful to you. And, you know, we can create a relationship that way. Um, you know, my mom would kill me if I treated anybody wrong and you know in these interactions I want to make sure I uh, you know always have your best interests at heart as well well, that, that is something that you don't hear our best Ever. interests at heart. <laughs> man, oh, man. And I know you're actually not lying to us, too, which is which is nice to hear. <laughs> the one thing that amazes me in terms of this award, but more so mm -hmm. of the NFL athlete, are the stories that are never told. Like, you know, somebody does something wrong, it gets blown up in the newspapers, yes. and it gives you a bad reputation. And this isn't about football. This is about what you guys do off the field. When I covered the Jets mm -hmm. in 07 and 08, and I think the Giants in 04, I could not believe how many guys were visiting hospitals yeah. going to food pantries on their day off on Tuesdays. Mm -hmm. How much of that goes unseen since you're in, involved in it and, and you see it every every week? You know, it's, it's unseen a lot by a lot of great athletes and a lot of great men. 
Um, you know, and the great thing with this award nationwide is really magnifying that and giving the platform to really show these guys on the highest showcase. And I'm just appreciative of that. Um, I can't tell you the amount of guys that just go to a children's hospital just to interact with kids and they don't want a camera near them. Mm. Um, and these nominees for the 32 guys, it's, they've been, I think Nationwide has donated more than $1.5 million to each of, not to each of those guys, but around the league. Mm-hmm. And I'm just appreciative to be a part of, you know, the company that comes along with it. Um, you know, you hear about the guys like Jim, uh, Jerome Bettis and Franco Harris and Joe Green. Those are my Steelers. And we all know them for how good they were on the field, but we also know them how good they were off the field. And they were just, they were larger than life personalities. And they cared so much, and you see the love through the Walter Payton Man of the Year. Talking to Cam Hayward, Pittsburgh Steelers defensive end. He is one of the Walter Payton Man of the Year uh, finalists for uh, 2022. There is a player nominated from each team, and I'm thinking that because they're trotting you out there, that maybe there's a reason (laughs) why, and you're going to win it this year. I told you I can't take the bait. You know, I I don't want to fall for it. I want to get too excited. I'd love to win the award, but, uh, you know, there are a lot of guys doing this as well. Yeah, absolutely. And and Boomer, actually, he combs through that. He votes on it. He showed me the booklet. I mean, in every Every single player, that because they have all the stats on what you do off the field, every single player deserves to win it. They that's do. That's nominated. They do. And, you know, that's the hard thing. It's, you know, it's 32 guys, and they are all more than deserving of winning this award. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really a pleasure when you get to know the Peyton family. Um, the Walter Payton family, because Connie, the mother, um, and then Brittany and Jarrett, the son and daughter, they do an amazing job of just understanding the platform and understanding um, we're blessed to be a blessing. That's Connie's always saying. And uh, I just can't say enough about the great people are associated that make this ward what it is today. How in the hell did you guys lose to Zach Wilson? <laughs> that was terrible. I was I was a little bit under the weather. I'm not going to lie to you. It was not. Oh, really? I won't mention that. I wasn't on the injury report, but I was a little bit sick that week. There had to be something. Because after he had a that, bug going around. Right, because after mm. that game, Zach Wilson was like the worst quarterback I've ever seen. But somehow he like it manages fourth quarter comeback against you guys i was like what the hell i don't think tj played in that game tj didn't play um and i think we were just starting kenny for the first time and he was getting his feet wet um another big thing going in Brees hall was still around he was hurt and so that kind of changed things for him on the back end for them um you know i know things didn't go well with zach wilson but uh it wasn't just zach wilson there were a lot of key ingredients to well Garrett Wilson my Ohio State Buckeye played very well that game I gotta yeah. give it up to him so uh, and Quentin Williams was a monster all season for them yeah he, and he's gonna get paid do you he keep is. up to, to up to date with all of not all but a lot of the guys <laughs> from around the league that went to OSU I try to yeah um, luckily they're all good players so it, it doesn't make it that hard on me you know you got Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa, Chase Young coming back off injury. Then you get the young guns. You got Justin Fields, Garrett Wilson, uh, Chris Olave. It's really nice to see those Buckeyes doing well around the, around the year. Now, you've got your podcast <laughs> that has been very popular because you're honest and yeah. you talk about things around the league. Are you conscious, though, of not making those bad headlines? Because you know how this works, right? Right, I mean, like, right. I feel like earlier in the year there was something that you said that you had to like answer for, too. But I, it might be there's a million podcasts. But you have, you <laughs> everybody's have, got a podcast. Everybody's got a podcast. Everybody's got two podcasts. Um, so, are you conscious, like making sure that as an active player, you're not like trashing anybody? 
<laughs> I think that was one thing I went in saying, um, I'm not going to use this to trash anybody. I'm going to use it to provide my insight um, and continue to just keep elevating those around me. Um, we have the saying called not just football. That's what we're called, not just football. We're going to talk football, but we're not just going to talk football. We're going to have some fun. We're going to dive into what people like, what they want to uh, bring to the um to the front and you know we bring players on and you get to see another side to them and that's all i really want to do is just elevate those guys um because we wear helmets all the time let's take the helmets off and see what's under there and you'll you'll really find some great stories walter payton man of the year nominee cam hayward pittsburgh steelers defensive tackle joining us the nfl honors are tonight i know i'll be uh rooting for you i did spend five years in pittsburgh and you were one of the guys when i'd go into the locker room that i knew you would like give me a good solid five <laughs> minutes and uh the other guy max starks when he was there he was max. one he was a go-to guy uh kelvin beecham was another oh, one beach is my guy i used to go to the offensive linemen because they they were not pretentious at all and you weren't either um uh, who else it's uh, usually the guys Foster was great too ramon foster it's usually the guys that don't get any love that want to talk to the media so yeah. <laughs> it works like and you were a rookie so like you had no choice at that point <laughs> um but you've stuck with it but i want to tell you a story so it was one time i was interviewing it was kelvin beecham mm-hmm. and uh richard mendenhall was still on the team Fair. and and he came up and stood right next to me completely buck naked <laughs> oh. with a and, and okay. it was like this far away from my face to try to make me feel uncomfortable <laughs> with his giant penis <laughs> and i wanted to ask you did he only do that with me or did he do that with other reporters as well I'm going to go out on a whim and say it was only for you. <laughs> man, man, what did I ever do to him? See, this isn't only about football, too. Yeah, yeah. We're going for it. Oh, didn't think I was going to deal with this this morning. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, that's the way I felt when Boomer called out sick. Um, so uh, so anyway, I, w- I want to ask you, you know, something serious because mm-hmm. you, you did play with Antonio Brown. And he mm-hmm. is, you know, we, we laugh, but we're also like there's something going on there mm-hmm. um, from your perspective having shared a locker room with him because when so i was there when he first got there too was the young money family it was uh mike mm-hmm. wallace it was the bugatti boys You're right exactly yeah <laughs> and he called himself turk he's like oh, i was i'm locked up my man's turk and then uh you had uh mike wallace emmanuel sanders and antonio brown then he caught the the the, in the playoff game against the ravens caught the ball against his head mm-hmm. and then he took off from there right and he was great he actually recorded a message for my wedding that we played he was wow. like glasses up, Gina and Greg, this whole thing. So he was awesome. And then yeah. all of a sudden it turned. Yeah. And now he's where he is. So what's your opinion on where Antonio Brown is and how it happened? Um, I think when you look at it, one thing I'll never take away from AB is he is the hardest worker in the room. Hardest worker. Um, you know, I think there we I think we all lost translate translation with, with A B over the years. Um you know, we it's not like we haven't reached out, but yeah. we've always just wanted the best for A.B. And um, he's his own man. He's going to make his own decisions. I can't really judge what he does. Um, all I can say is I'm hoping for the best for him. Yeah. Um, and I'm hoping that going forward um, we're able to just, you know, bring the best out of A.B. Because that's all we want. We want A.B. to succeed in anything. Um, you know, you don't go around this league um, and play as long as he did and be at the top of his league without, you know, really dedicating yourself to your craft. Um, I've got a, a chance to interact with his family. Uh, I remember his son's always running around. Sure. Like, you know, it, you start to think about the times 
where he's going at a player or, you know, if, but then you start to remember the times. He was always in the locker room and he was having great interactions. And, you know, I remember Ryan Clark always taking care of his son. And, you know, I remember Ben always um, spending extra time with A.B., Lil A.B. And um, one thing you never take away from A.B. is that smile. Yeah. Because, man, whatever's going on, once he smiles, it makes you want to smile. So it's 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 a it's it's interesting. I haven't talked to him in a while, but uh, you know, I was rooting for that guy. This may sound stupid, and if yeah. it is, slap me. It's fine. <laughs> in the last ten years, we've uh, seen these things take right. off with the social media, the stuff yes. in the locker room. Is it possible? That all the love that guys, maybe someone like him, mm-hmm. was seen and showed. He kind of gets you a little bit, and all of a sudden you start performing for this, and things take the wrong turn? You know, I think we're all still learning about that. You know, uh, you think about all those years where there wasn't social media, and you start to think, what if there was social media back when Michael Jordan was playing? Sure, yeah. <laughs> and it would have been crazy, but um, I think... Sometimes the phone does or the social media does um, distract and take away from what's really going on. And you're not able to have those social interactions like you've had in the past. But um, they're, on the flip side of it, you're able to elevate great things that are going on, like Nationwide, like the Walter Payton Man of the Year. So, you know, there's a give and take in both. But um, I think we all have to have uh, the literacy and, you know, the awareness that goes along with it. Walter Payton, NFL Man of the Year, presented by Nationwide. One of the finalists here, Cam Hayward. He has to go. We could talk to him all day. Uh, who do you think your biggest competition is? I will trash that person on the air Ooh. to try to take them down for you and just make up stories <laughs> about how horrible they are. Can we do the all 31 of <laughs> All right. Well, it'll take us. We have like 45 minutes left. I'll get there you to go. every single Too bad you go. I saw Bettis at the Waste Management yesterday on 16. Uh-huh. Nerve-wracking. <laughs> you got to be doing that. Yeah, that would have been nerve-wracking for me as well. I'm not going to okay. lie. Pretty good. Did anybody make you sing that Nationwide song? I've done it once. Yeah. But, like, they did, made me do the video, but I think they just deleted the coverage because it was just so bad. <laughs> All right, Thanks, I won't Cam. make you do it. Nationwide is good on luck. your side. There, there you go. There you go. That's free. <laughs> good luck tonight, all right? Appreciate we'll, it, we'll guys. Thank you. All right, Cam Hayward of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Watch the NFL Honors tonight. Walter Payton Man of the Year presented by Nationwide. Um, thanks, Cam. We'll see you later. Presented by Casamigos. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who drink it. Road to Arizona also brought to you by Optum. Get closer, go farther. And by Key Food. Get all of your tailgating needs at Key Food and their family of supermarkets. All right, Jerry, we have made it all the way till 925. How about that? You have done everything today. You have done updates. Where's the vacuum? Yeah, that's right. Al told me I'm vacuuming the set when we're Yes, done. right. Right before Rome starts. So <laughs> you'll have a little bit of time after the podcast. Are you going to cancel the podcast today? On no, the we still do the nope. podcast. No, 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 no. I, say, give this I love doing the podcast. Give this man a breather for it's crying out It's 7.30 in the morning out here. We're fine. Yeah, true. Right? Right. Right, right is right. Uh, what do you got over there? We man? are brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. We're also brought to you by Edison Heating and Cooling. Here's what we got. 
Kevin Durant stinks and Kyrie Irving stink and they're both gone. Uh, Irving traded the other day. Durant got his wish and was traded late last night, early this morning to the Phoenix Suns along with TJ Warren. And so if you're a Nets fan... He's gone. Uh, Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder coming back in the deal. Four unprotected first-round picks in 23, 25, 27, and 29. And a draft swap in 28. So they have stockpiled, the Nets have, uh, a lot of, uh, of draft picks going forward. Here was Kyrie Irving. He certainly found out about this. He played late last night, which is why we have these clips. They were in Los Angeles against the Clippers, a game they did win. We'll get to his game in a moment. Um, here was Kyrie talking about how right off the start, essentially it seemed like something wasn't going to work out Nah, i think if this was in the works like after year one i wasn't sure about whether or not i wanted to be in brooklyn long term again because of things that was happening behind the scenes i, I just um, did my best to put my head down and uh, work as hard as i could there were some unfortunate circumstances that came up there that were out of my control you know what and here's another here's another example of him being a phony yeah if he if he wanted out, what is he negotiating with them for last week? <laughs> right, absolutely. Because if there are no conditions to that contract, guess who signs a four-year deal with the Nets last week? Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant would have stayed there, and they would have done this for another three years or four years after this. So, yeah, I mean, after year one, this was in the works. Everybody's a phony. Everybody's a hypocrite. Yeah, but he he's exceptionally really? terrible. Oh, exceptionally money, terrible. Money, 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 money. That's all it is. Here's another one from Kyrie. Um, talking about how things went awry. There were some unfortunate circumstances that came up there that were out of my you. control, um, whether it be the mandate with the vaccine or um, missing games being suspended or, you know, just little things that I think, um, you know, just put just wrenches in our, in our journey. And I backed this guy. <laughs> I, I did. Is I this really the worst did. one of your entire sports life? Is this <sighs> the wrongest you've ever been? <laughs> If that's a word. Um, yeah, and I, you know what? And you know what really got me was these damn podcasts. Yeah. You know, if you take them from what we see on a daily basis and the, the newspaper articles and the post-game press conferences and the stupidity that has happened over the course of the last few years, you'd have to be an idiot to back them. But I sit there and I listen to these podcasts where I feel like the cameras, while they're on, they're off in terms of the magnitude and how many there are. And I feel like they're just being them. And Durant sold me as a listener to the ETC's podcast. He sold me a bill of goods about how much he enjoyed it here. And it was about basketball and not other nonsense. Blah, 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 blah. And if you listen to Kyrie Irving, he really came across as someone that was a next level thinker. And I'm, I mean this when I say this. And I was, I bought in. I really bought in. And I, when he would sit there and say how much basketball meant to him and how much he loves playing with his friend, I really thought the two of them it would make it work somehow in the end. And one of the takes originally with Kyrie Irving going to the Nets was he chose this place. He grew up there. Yes. He grew up a Nets fan. So that's why it was going to work. And these other places, it just wasn't for him. You know, he got traded to Boston. He was selected in the draft by the Cavaliers. But this is the place he always wanted to be. And now he's telling you after year one, it was behind the scenes to get the hell out of there. Right. So those are the clips you just heard. What a mess it was. And yet he says this. I'm happy that I could look back on that journey and reflect and say I learned a lot of things from those guys and my teammates in Brooklyn uh, and just my journey throughout this. So thankful for them. Couldn't play with them. BT sent me the article from 2019 where he hates his teammates. Right. 
I don't know. And yet you got guys like Cam Thomas and Nick Claxton that gush over how great he is in practice to them. I don't know what who he is. Well, part of you's got to be relieved. I know you're angry this morning and you're annoyed. I think part of you has to be relieved that this is just over with and it can't go wrong any more than it has. I don't disagree with that. I think there's a portion of this... Um, a part of me that you turn the page now. You've got great young talent. I really do. I think they've got great young talent, a boatload of picks. I think they will become a likable team, albeit not one that many people are going to pay attention to now because they don't have a great name value. Yeah. But I do think that they will be perhaps better for it going forward if, in fact, with the way it was. Uh, as for Irving and his debut with Dallas last night, it went pretty well. Henson to Irving, right to left, stops the foul line, pops it over Zubats, and he hits. And did a nice job. Got into that soft spot of the defense. A 20-point game for Kyrie Irving in his Mavericks debut. And that was Dallas Radio with the call. He would go for 24, uh, did Kyrie Irving. And the Nets wound up with a 110-104 win last night. Now, again, these clips are going to be just a few hours before they make the acquisition okay. of Kevin Durant. So this one is the owner, Matt Ishbia. Is that one right? Matt Ishbia. Um, here he was. Let's see. This is in terms of the way the team was constructed at the moment. I love our team. Give credit, by the way. James Jones is here and his, exe- his leadership team, right? Like all these guys, they've done a heck of a job, right? They've done a heck of a job building an amazing team. I'm not walking into a team like so. I feel like we can compete right now with exactly what we have. Yeah, well, they went out and got Durant. I'm going to skip this next one, Zoo. I want to get to the other Ishbia one that Mike inserted in here. So we were talking the other day about hopes and dreams. Yeah, of course. Think it, imagine it, it mm. will happen. Sure. You've got a dream. That dream is alive, even though I say it's dead <laughs> for most people. But for every job, someone's got to actually get that job. So how about this guy's dream, this Ishbia guy? This is him who knew athletically probably wouldn't make it. And look where he ended up. Here was Ishbia. Basketball is my life, a huge part of my life, always has been. And so when I realized I wasn't good enough to be in the NBA, how could I one day maybe play, instead of playing in the NBA, maybe own a team? I don't know how realistic that was, but when you set big goals, you say win. What's important now? And you start working towards them. That's like some morning show host somewhere in Nebraska that says, I want Giannotti's job. Can't have it. I'll buy WFAN. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And he did it. And by the way, he was a great Man. college basketball player at Michigan State. That is unbelievable. So he actually... I know he was there. Was he a really good player? Yeah, he was a good point guard. Yeah, yeah. A- absolutely. Not good enough to be an NBA player, though. And this is another thing that's interesting about this. So the Nets traded their two superstars to teams with worse records than they have. Sure, yeah. That's another one of these things well, that's mind-blowing. the Phoenix one, though, is that one's a little different. Devin Booker's missed a lot of time. We know how good they should be. But they're both 30 and 26, the Mavericks and the Suns. Yeah, but and I, the Nets are 32 and 22. I think the Mavericks, you're, no, no, you're right on the Maverick one. I think going to Phoenix, I think they are a, I, to me, they are the team to beat now in the West. A hundred, and I'm, sure. You'd be a dummy not to say that with them adding Durant. But what but, has that ever happened? You know, the team that's well, better records sells off the teams with worse records. Part and parcel to this whole disaster yeah, that we have seen. And I, I'm stunned, Eddie. You have not played Boomer Laughing at me yet this morning. 
I guess that's a good thing. Whatever. Uh, the Knicks also were active. They acquired Josh Hart from the Blazers for Cam Reddish and a protected first-round draft pick. We heard last hour from Jalen Brunson. Very excited friends, um, and he's pumped up for this acquisition. He's a good good player, too, so it makes sense for the Knicks. Jacob Hurdle goes to the Raptors from the Spurs. The Lakers did acquire D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley in a three-team trade that has Russell Westbrook going to Utah, though likely to be bought out, according to multiple reports. Minnesota involved in that deal as well. One other one from the NBA we've told you about all morning, and that was Jalen Brown of the Celtics suffered facial fractures in their win over Philadelphia last night. So, bad news for him. Not sure how much time he will miss. Super Bowl 57 here in Phoenix. Here is Andy Reid. A big storyline would be that of Patrick Mahomes, his health. Here is his head coach, Reid. He's been doing really well with with his ankle. Um, And we had a fast practice a couple days ago, and he he moved well. He can really do just about everything, so um, at least everything in the game plan. You know what? And they're showing Travis Kelsey on on CBS Sports Network. I I didn't have a chance to grab it this morning, and I forgot to ask the guys. So the Kelsey podcast came out. Yeah, you know who their guest was? Mm. It's it's really cool, actually. Andy Reid, not Andy Reid. Their dad. Oh, that's nice. And it was it was one of those cool fatherly moments. You're a dad now, uh-huh. where he talks about how I've already won. Like, no matter what happens this week, pretty neat, though, to have the three of them uh, on camera. They both already won a Super Bowl, so. Well, I mean, in terms of this weekend, of course. Nah, absolutely. And then there was a joke thing that CBS Sports put out yesterday, too, like the third Kelsey brother, I think. Did you see this? No, I didn't. I'm pretty sure it was a joke, and it was just a guy who did nothing in his life. And the mom was like, we still love you, you're special. It was very funny. I'm hoping that he, it was a joke, because if it was like true, I'd feel terrible for that guy. Understood. Uh, one big-name player in the NFL has made a decision, and he didn't need a darkness retreat to do it. His name is Aaron Donald. <laughs> so that's part Clipper Lang, part Bill Cower. Yes, that's right. And he's coming back to play. Yes. And so. he is he looks like he's in the best shape of his life, which is almost impossible to think. So he's gonna come back. He can't if you didn't leave after the Super Bowl year, you can't leave after that year with a terrible season that the Rams had. I mean Tom Brady just left after a terrible season. Yeah, but he's like a hundred years old. I mean he still he, could still play. I know he can, but Aaron Donald's still got a few more years at a very, very high level. Too. What did you think of Gronk saying that uh, Brady should have showed all out? No, you can't do that. I agree. You cannot do that. Whether it looks good or it doesn't look good, you cannot go from being Tom Brady and doing everything the way he's had his career to retiring and then putting your bulge out there. (laughs) And I know what what Gronk, his mentality is. And you guys were talking about Gronk. Is he that goofy off the air, yeah. on the air? He is that goofy all time. Everywhere. Every, because I saw him it, up in Mohegan Sun. There was a FanDuel Sportsbook grand opening. Mm-hmm. And Gronk was there, and there were no cameras on him, and he was that goofy. And well, it, his brothers were even goofier. Right, and he's got a bunch of them, right? Like four or five brothers? Yeah. Yep. And you think about him, aside from health, what does he have to worry about? Nothing. Nothing. Gronk, right. money. I mean, he's going to do that FanDuel commercial on the Super Bowl where he's kicking the field goal. He's probably getting paid a gazillion dollars for that. I mean, he just should not be breaking down football on TV. He's horrible at that. Although it could be so goofy that it's funny. It's possible. I said to Al, make him a sideline reporter. 
Remember him yes. asking the questions at halftime and after the game? That That's where his role should be. When he's a studio analyst, terrible, but he should, yeah, just be a goofball on the sidelines. Well, you didn't like mispronouncing all the names on Fox. <laughs> no, I know. The <laughs> offensive coordinator is screwing up for oh, Eagles and everything else. Um, Zoo, let's skip the Maurice Smith one. That's enough of him. Uh, a couple more from Jay Glazer. So I want to set this up. Jay Glazer went to Baltimore uh, to do some interviews. He went, This is Jay Glazer. Yeah. He's got more money than God. He ended up, I guess, in a terrible hotel. So much so... There were some disgusting components of his room. I don't have a problem with the with the French fries on the floor, <laughs> oh, or the no. spiders and the spider webs in the window, oh, no. or the pieces of wallpaper ripped off the wall. Oh. But what the f- is up with all the blood splattered no. all over this wall? What? Right? Yes, yes, yes. Now, this was on the BetMGM Unleashed podcast. Here was Glazer again um, as he was asked to be moved somewhere. We'll get you another room. I said, you said there's no other rooms. He goes, well, not at this price point. I was like, well, I can't, like, so, so, no. So he's like, we'll get you the Norman Bates suite. Oh, he's like, I'll get you uh, the the best hotel room in town. Well, the best hotel room in town is across the street at this inn that is a converted schoolhouse like the freaking Shining. So he puts me in there. I don't get this. Yeah, I, uh, what price point are we talking about? Yeah, seriously. I mean, if he has to step up with his own money as opposed to expensing it with Fox, then just do it. I mean, for crying out loud, you and Al upgraded <laughs> the first <laughs> class of the did. flight out here. Yes, you can't we find did. a place? Yes, I mean, we did. my lord. By the way, Jay Glazer, the fattest face for an in-shape person I've ever seen. He's fit. He's very fit, yes. but he still has a very, very pudgy face. He Well, I mean, how does that happen? That's his face. I know, but you're that he's he does a it's not like he's thinned out. He's strong, he's stocky, and he's built. He's giant head, though. Well, we know some people with giant heads. <laughs> uh, one more from Glazer, where he went for some assistance. So I call Rex Ryan and Mike Pettin. I say, hey, what you guys at the pub? They say, yeah, I need you to get the biggest steak knives you have over there. I need you to come over and meet me at this hotel because I'm sleeping with these knives in this hotel. That is unbelievable. So, anyway, I thought that was kind of goofy. Hockey last night. How about the Rangers, Boomer? Miller off the boards of Trocek. Breaks in two on one. And 4-3, the final score. Mika Zibanejad made it 4-2. So he had what turned out to be the deciding game-winning goal, whatever you want to call it. Rangers with the victory last night, along with Kreider uh, and Zibanejad, Philip Hedl, and Alex Lafreniere scoring goals. Igor Shosturkin with 22 saves for the Blue Shirts. Tonight you've got, uh, they are off, but the Devils take on the Kraken, and it will be the Canucks and Islanders coming up later tonight. Time now for what they call moment of the day. It's going to be a you scream by yourself. Brought yep. to you by Custom Al. Get in on this. I got it. Brought I'm to you by Casamigos it. Tequila. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who drink it. Oh! <laughs> Very well done. All right, moment of the day. I think it was last hour or the hour before that. This is Eddie who is here. We can't see him. He's in another room, but he made sure to interject himself into the conversation so he could set himself up with some funnies. So I'm thinking if we get sick from Boomer, it's not going to be now. Yeah, it's it going to be. No, this is when it's going to be. Tomorrow. If he comes back. And then he's spitting, and he still has the job. Can I sit there? <laughs> sure. That's the last thing I need this weekend. No, I know. So, gee, do you know what he might have eaten? Uh, I did not. Crabs. I did not ask. Placenta milkshakes. <laughs> what? What the, the hell? Penis is- headfish. All right. <laughs> okay, Eddie. 
<laughs> Usually, Eddie says it in my ear for me to set up the drop. This time, he's, he's setting himself up now. <laughs> How can I get the placenta milkshake drop in? <laughs> Let's see. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, I can hear him laughing from here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you go. Moment of the day. You guys have a great Thursday. Yes, you too, Jerry. You're going to be here next segment, so don't say oh, goodbye that's yet. that's right. Remember that? You're still hosting. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right, Blue and Geo coming to you live from the traveling go. built for tough studio. Jerry Recco is vacuuming the front of the stage right now because he has done everything else today. He has done the warm-up show. He has done four hours of hosting after the warm-up show. Uh, he is doing the podcast after the show, and he figured in a break he might as well clean. Well, so, <laughs> listen, we have to have a clean set. Boomer's coming tomorrow. We need the germs picked up, <laughs> and quite frankly, why not? Right, exactly. Well, you haven't even come back yet on TV, so you might as well... Uh, it turned off. Oh, it turned off? What happened? Oh, my goodness. Bags full. Is that what happened? <laughs> After all, that's how much bag, schmutz was in there? It's back on. It's back on. Oh, it's back on. We're okay. good to go, yeah. All right, all right. Very good. <laughs> yeah, see, you hear that? It's whistling because the bag's full. Oh, my goodness. You know what? It's disgusting. It I is swear. disgusting. The people are just disgusting. Garbage. Filth. <laughs> Total filth. Pigs is really what we're dealing with in this place. Yeah. Total pigs. Jim Rohn's right. goatee hair on the ground. Yeah, right. Exactly. Oh, oh man. Come on. Uh, I think we're good. This looks pretty good up here now. Yeah, it does. No carpet fresh. Yeah, you need a little bit of that. A little Febreze. Were you ever the type to do this stuff at home for your mom and your dad? No. Absolutely not. Not at all? No. For real? Vacuuming and cleaning? No. Like, you know, outdoor stuff I would two do. Two things I like. Vacuuming and painting. Really? Yeah. You for like to vacuum? I don't mind it. You don't mind it no, different than you like no, it. No, my mom used to ask me to vacuum all the time. Did not mind it one bit. I actually didn't mind doing laundry either. See, that... Like, not folding. That's the worst. But the... That's really laundry not, is the worst. We're not pounding the clothes over a rock by the lake. Yeah, I know. I just... The old... Because I wait. I let it build up. I do a ton of it. And then I have to... Well, that's a mistake. And then the folding takes forever. <laughs> Again, the folding part, not so much interested in. But the actual washing of the clothes, put them in the dryer, put the little fabric softener in, it's never funny. bothered me. Because the when the vacuum comes out, both daughters think it's like the coolest thing. The vacuum and look at like a, a, a broom or whatever, and they're doing this stuff. And I take videos every time they do it so I can show them when they're teenagers and they tell me to go <laughs> F myself when I tell them to clean the house up. <laughs> See, you used to do this when you were younger. This is when you were cute. Uh, Arizona. <laughs> That's not nice. Presented by Casamigos. Casamigos tequila brought to you by those who drink it. The road to Arizona is also brought to you by Optimum. Get closer, go farther. And by Key Food, get all of your tailgating needs at Key Food and their family of supermarkets. So I was thinking about this, and you tell me if this is a good idea or a bad idea. So uh, I, Gina, I just texted her that, you know, Boomer is sick and has uh, the, uh, whatever, virus or food poisoning. You should probably stay away. So, yeah, I was like, listen... I'm not feeling well. Right now. <laughs> I'm feeling fine. But I was like, I'm just not feeling well. You know, you sh guys should do your own thing. And then I sneak over to the waste management. What do you Don't think take that? any video. Don't take any pictures. No, it'll all be in my brain. I won't take any Where does video. she think you're going to be? Like, I get that thinking. If you're telling her you're not feeling well yeah. and you're not in the room, where are you? I got a problem solver right here. I have two hotel rooms, by the way. The one that I initially stayed in for the first two days where you guys are. 
I have that for the rest of the week, and I still have the key. Oh, jeez. So I'll just go right back down there, theoretically, and I'll be hanging out there and puking my guts out in that room, and I'll really be at the Waste Management Open. I will tell you this. Mm-hmm. Probably not the best idea, but... I think it's genius. But, but well, it is, unless you get caught. Right. I will say, however, if you could find a way to get there, get there. This is what I'm saying. This is my only way to get there. Yeah. Got there. no other choice. Mm-hmm. And I tried. I mean, I asked nicely, hey, can I just a uh, couple hours, maybe you guys do something else? Is your, your daughter probably wouldn't be into this. No way. Yeah, no, all, I know. All I hear I is it's just drunken people and lots of bare chests and things like that. No, there's not. It's not that bad. But, it, yeah, no, it's a party for sure. No, you're right. It's not the place for a five-year-old. No. No, not at all. And and it just, it, it wouldn't work out. And then I got, you know, Lee Einsider saying there's a Casamigos suite there. Oh, He's like, killing me. Go up to, right, exactly. You hang out there. Clooney will be up there. You guys can hang out. Mm. And Gina's like, no, we're going to go to the butterfly exhibit. Is that what you're doing? I think so. Yeah, there's like a butterfly hole where there's like live butterflies that fly around. So, have fun, Dad. <laughs> have a good time. Well, I, I feel kind of responsible, though. Of course I, you are. I got to be honest with you. I feel like I've grown up this week. It's not it's, all about me anymore, you know? This is the good and the bad. The good is you're being a good dad, yeah. and you're giving her a blast of a week. Sure. The bad is you're here for work. They're on vacation. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as your day's over, theoretically, you should be able to go home and take go home. Go back to the room, take a nap for a couple of hours. It's not like that. Well, actually, I do. That's oh, one you can. Thing. That's one thing we bargained. Because it's so early? I said, you go, do whatever you got to do. I will sleep for an hour, and then I'll meet you. I need an hour. All right, that's fair, then. That's so, fair. So we've done that. I told you there's, I found this place, and I think, I know it's an old cartoon. Maybe she wouldn't even care for it. But I think it's about three hours away. It's called Bedrock City. And it's supposed to be like a, a recreation of the Flintstones. Yeah. Which sounds Awesome and three the, hours away. That's the prob- So that's so the problem I'm even running into now. We're only talking about today at this point, but the problem I'm running into is everything either costs a fortune mm-hmm. or is two and a half hours away. In this case, it's like two fifty. But the photos look so cool. I was really tempted to do it one day this week, but it's, you're talking sick. And I don't have a car, right. so I need to rent a car for the day. I'm not Ubering. To, and oh, Good luck with that. You are Al. You are right. Um, which you, you talked about. Remember, I asked you about the Uber if they know where you're going. Yes. So yesterday when I got picked up, I specifically asked the driver because you know our Uber ride was 35 minutes back from the Waste Management uh, Phoenix Open yesterday. So we get in the Uber car. Very well done too. They have a complete. Uh, parking lot just for Uber and Lyft, and when as soon as you get there, you put your you put your uh, request in, and the cars are sitting there, so you're picked up within minutes, if that. And so I got in the car, and he's like, "Oh, go, hey, you were Jeremy." I'm like, "Do you know where we're going?" He goes, "No idea." I'm like, "Do you know how far the trip is?" He goes, "Well, it looks like it's going to be twenty something miles." I'm like, oh, "Okay, so you know that." And then he pops it in. You're already in the car, and then he knew at that point. So you're right; they don't know, and they're taking it blind. They are taking a blind. Only distance. That's all they know, Jerry. Yeah. Which is why when you get in the car, sometimes they ask where you're going. I'm like, you know where I'm going. No, they yeah. don't. It's on the map. That was news to me this week. Man, I just went back into my childhood because of this Bedrock City yeah. situation. You want to know why? So I put Bedrock City in. I go images, and I look at it. I'm like, I know this from somewhere. Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. Which was a movie that was so popular. That's where he went? When I was... No, I wasn't there. He he was there. They I filmed, said him. Yeah, oh, yeah. He filmed scenes in there. He was in this big dinosaur, and he was sitting Really? There, and then the, the guy, he was, like, hitting on the girlfriend of a big dude, and he was chasing him with a dinosaur bone around Bedrock wow. City. I'm like, I know this from somewhere. 
That's fine. Now, I've seen that movie a long time ago. I don't really remember it aside from him on the bike and all that. But I don't I don't remember that. I It just looked really cool to me. Yeah. So now, and it's just a shame it's so far. Yeah, there it is. Look at that. Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. Bedrock City. And then this is before they caught him whacking it in the movie theater. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then he, when he was very popular. But talk about a comeback. Pee Wee's Playhouse did come back. Did it? Yes. I'm almost certain of it afterwards. Afterwards? I'm but, almost but aimed more at adults. Oh, I, I never watched it. Yeah. Is that true? Yes. Why? Why would they don't want to watch that? Adults did watch Pee uh, Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> really? Yeah. That was one of those shows that children watched and adults watched for huh. different reasons. But this one became more like it wasn't aimed at children. <laughs> So you're thinking about divorce. <laughs> what does Cherry think? <laughs> Is that what's going on? I guess. I never saw it. That sounded like more like Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You're right. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, Pee Wee Herman, man. God. What is he? Uh, he should be here on Radio Row with Carrot Top. What was that guy's real, Pee Wee Herman's real oh, name? Oh, man. Is he still uh, Paul alive? Rubin. There you go. Jeez. Paul well done. Paul Rubin. Probably yes, he is still alive. I was seeing some of those pictures of Carrot Top on Radio Row, and no one questioning what he looked like. It was yeah. very bizarre, yeah. What do you mean, no one quite? Why like does he look just different? Like, uh, well, he just is a, a, you know, he's strange-looking fellow. Yeah. But I guess he's friends with Stugatz or something. Is he? That's what one of the articles I was reading said. But if he showed up here, if we know what he looks like, why would we question what he looks like? So different? He does look different. Yeah, oh, because you haven't why. seen him in a while. I haven't. Wait, no. hey, wait, you didn't see that? I didn't show you that picture yesterday? No. Oh, my God. Wait till you see this. He looks like he's wearing somebody else's skin. Really? I'm not kidding. Is this a Madonna type thing? Close, yeah. It's it's it's. He looks like the check the Texas Chainsaw Massacre situation. Um, da, 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 I will find it. By the way, I missed Nikki Glaser last week. Here you go. Look at this. Very unhappy. Speaking about comedians. Look at that. Yeah. And nobody's. That's real. It. Yeah, that's real. That's from Radio Row. It's a picture snapped to Radio Row. Yeah. And I saw. He looks video. like Baltazar from uh, Charmed. One of those weird. <laughs> Not Baltazar, but one of those weird characters. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, not good. Uh, and by the way, speaking of Levitard and uh, Stugatz, I knew you were going to bring this up. Kind of a not impressive set they got. Well, they only so embarrassing. Dan, well, Dan <laughs> Dan hates Radio Row, but he's here. He's not here. So Stugatz and one of the producers came just to piss him off, and oh, he okay. stays back in and the he shop. Stays back. How about that? Yeah. So uh, Stugatz actually texted me just to say he loved you. Oh, that's very nice. He said, let, uh, let Jerry Recco know I love Recco. How about that? Yeah. Very cool. And I just remembered that now because you brought up Stu Gatz. By the way, Paul Rubens, you want to guess the age right now, Pee Wee Herman? 63. 57. 70! Wow. Pee Wee Herman is 70 years old. Damn. What the hell? How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.